0: Are you a big fish fan? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Raised in uh, in the northern parts of Canada and Quebec province. There's a ton of freshwater fishing to do up there. So it was a a weekend. I mean, probably even more than that. Two or three times a week, we'd go fishing, and we would keep a lot of what we uh, we caught out there because it was you know the wild, and there were no game restrictions or anything. You can just Fish for fun and keep it if you want, if it was sizable enough. So,
1: yeah, I, I mostly fish for fun these days. I don't really, you know, years and years ago when I was younger, living growing up in my grandparents' house and my grandfather and I, you know, basically I'd get out of school by three, he'd be off of work by three, and we'd go to a local lake, Grapevine or Louisville, and fish till dark. know nice. in the summer time, you know. So we'd sometimes go two or three. Days a week, and maybe we'd on a Saturday, we'd spend all day at some lake. We would keep a lot of fish and have fish, regular fish fries.
0: Man, that's good stuff. Fish and chips, I, I assume.
1: Uh, it's usually fish, hush puppies, and french fries. Yeah. Man. You know, all fried food.
0: Yeah. <laughs> there's Even- nothing
1: green unless some, you put jalapenos in the uh, hush puppies.
0: Yeah, there's, uh, there's something about fishing that just always. Uh... It was always a cathartic sort of stress relief activity for me. And uh, I I think depending on who you grow up fishing with, it it sticks with you that much more too. Like if you fish with your buddies, it's one thing. But if you fish with someone who knows about fishing and they can teach you about, you know, the variations of bait and the different fish that are out there. uh, And even the added caveat of if you've got a boat to get on and go in the middle of the lake and you spend just hours there. Uh, it, can, it can become a, a passion pretty quickly, and uh, I'd say as a kid, yeah, it was, uh, it was one of my most looked forward to activities, and since coming to Texas, I'll, I'll be honest, I think I've maybe fished once or twice, so I, I don't know what's happened, but uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to re refine that, that spirit of fishing and, and introduce that to my family now, for sure. It's, it's a relaxing thing.
1: It is these days, though, especially around here with local lakes, you got to be wary of keeping those and cleaning yeah. them. Yeah, you really need to, the Texas, uh, you know, fishing game do pollution reports for the local lakes and tell you, you know, whether or not it's. Oh safe yeah, it's fish. it's it's bad. Yeah. Some of the
0: lakes around here. <clears throat>
1: yeah, Lake Worth is really bad, um, but you know, Grapevine and some of the other local lakes are pretty decent but you probably shouldn't catch fish and eat it out of there every day type thing yeah but uh, yeah i mean we have we're fortunate to live with uh you know within an hour's driving distance you've got you know
0: lake uh, texoma
1: that's well yeah that's probably i'd be on the outskirts of the hour i might say an hour and a half to texoma okay but i mean you've got grapevine lewisville um Joe Pool down here on the south side um and you got Lake Levon, and uh that's a big lake. What is that? That's uh, Oh, that's Ray uh, Hubbard.
0: Yeah, Lake Ray Hubbard.
1: And uh and if you go a little further north, you know, you got uh you got Lake Texoma up there. Um there's another lake up there too, Round Sanger.
0: Um So what you're saying is there's a lot of good fishing spots. There's a spots.
1: ton of lakes that you can get access to to go fishing and I wouldn't mind doing it more i don't do it as often mm-hmm. uh, as i used to but uh i you know for a while there my family and i would take a, a trip in, in april and a trip in, in october and the whole focus essentially around that trip was being near a lake or a river to do fishing while we were there
0: Yeah, those sound like prime months to do it. I I don't know if I would be up for June, July, August fishing in Texas just because it it becomes, you know, either you do it daily and it's your profession or it's your active hobby or you're going to go out and suffer in the middle of the summer heat. So,
1: well, you go early morning and you you cut off by 10 or 11 and it's just. Yeah. It's, Just like uh, disc you golf. stand it. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly like going and playing disc golf.
0: Yeah. Both very social distancing friendly activities too, because we're probably going to have to deal with uh, those sorts of regulations for some time, uh, well through the summer at least, and well through the fall, um, based on current models and predictions of what's going to happen in, in the fall this year. It It's, I don't know, man. Um I was thinking, uh, I was asking myself if I feel burned out. Oh, well, okay, before we get into that, this is meandering episode 25, (laughs) M25. That is not a gun. I've never heard of an M25 in my life, so it's got to be a pill.
1: No, it's a road in England.
0: Oh, well, there's got to be a pill.
1: I don't think so. An M25 is pink.
0: It's naproxen. So naproxen oh, okay. is uh, used for back pain and neck pain and sore stuff. Uh, simple anti-inflammatory. That is an M25. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just Morgan and Sasha this week. No Miguel, no guest appearances, no special anything. Because, I, like I was saying, burnout-wise... Sure. My
1: conversation is special. You're right. Go ahead.
0: You're right. All these conversations are special, but there's no, there's literally no plan for this episode as far as where we're going to go. This Uh, doesn't
1: really make it any different from any other (laughs) episode.
0: (laughs) Good point. Again, yeah, that's the whole basis of the show. So I'm 0 for 2 so far (laughs) on my assessments of what M25. Maybe that means this will be the best episode we've ever had. Who knows? Right. (laughs) Um, on my mind, okay, so two hours ago I did a grocery trip in the late evenings here, and I was so bummed out while I was doing this trip, I was really just not feeling it. Half the stuff that was on the list, I had to go to two different stores, and I still didn't get everything on there, uh, partly because some of the Some of the items were pretty specific, but nothing that you can find under normal circumstances. But I don't know if it's because I live in North Dallas or uh, what, but produce is still hit or miss on some of the specific ones for us here. So are dried goods like beans, rice, pastas. Uh, I think meat is going to follow suit very quickly and be difficult. But that wasn't even the majority of why I was so bummed out while I was shopping. It was because the rules and the regulations within the store itself, even to me, a guy who's been advocating for the last four months that this should be taken with utmost seriousness and no mistakes should be made, even I think some of these regulations are going a little too far inside of these stores. They have arrows on the floor directing carts. The aisles are one way traffic only. And so.
1: Ridiculous. Yeah,
0: that is ridiculous to me because I'm already in there with mask and gloves. There's stickers literally littering the floor, reminding you of the six feet social distancing. I got to hear the PA announcer, every five minutes tell me, Thank you for shopping Tom Thumb. We really care about your safety and we really care about social distancing. And they give me this rundown of coronavirus and the regulations. I get that they have to probably, but it just every single turn that I made was coronavirus COVID-19 influenced like there was something there that reminded me of how dismal the entire how bleak the whole situation is and I already knew that it was bleak so I don't need to be overwhelmed by it I think inside of these businesses that that uh I, I guess I just don't understand the the level of of uh draconian Measures that are being taken by some of these places, because it's not like there's been a spike. We'll talk about where the spikes have been later, but there haven't been spikes in customers going grocery shopping, contracting this thing as of late.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you. I don't...
0: Have you been grocery shopping lately? I
1: I have, but fortunately, I'm in a different county than you, so I think some of the rules are different. Yeah, Dallas County is
0: hitting firing on all cylinders comparatively so that might have something to do with it
1: and so one-way aisles haven't i'm not seeing that just yet um but i i feel like a one-way aisle or a one-way path through a store would simply lead to more congestion congestion.
0: yes and that's the that's what i'm that's what i experienced is that i was waiting for a guy to pick out his box of honey bunches of oats and I want to get around him and I look on the floor and I did because I'm a lawbreaker. <laughs> I I just went right around him, but they want you to wait. The arrows say to actually park your cart, uh, more or less. They don't spell it out, but they say keep six feet away and follow the traffic. And then the arrow pointing in the direction that you could go. And I, I wasn't having that. And there's nobody patrolling the aisles, making sure this is going on. So, I just didn't understand it.
1: Yeah, it makes no sense. And you need to go in the morning versus the late afternoon, FYI. Yeah, but but yeah, last time I was there again, you know, the toilet paper aisle is essentially empty, which cracks me up every time. I'm just like the bum rush on toilet paper. No pun intended. To me, yeah, exactly. Or maybe it was. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, the run on like ramen noodles is pretty crazy that and and there was nothing in the pasta aisle the last time i was there um and i guess these are all dry goods that store and you know you can keep them for a long time but man i mean uh it doesn't mean you buy five months worth of supply now in the first month um but whatever um
0: it's wacky for sure um to to add on to that i'll play Dr. Sasha here just a little bit. I was thinking about this this past week because now it's almost clear and uh, confirmed Dr. Fauci got on the the news today and said, expect this rearing its head around again in the fall. Uh, Expect it to be accompanied by the seasonal flu as well. And there's been some questionable comments that could be taken either way, from the CDC director, uh, as of late, who came out and said that the results of that could be devastating if folks aren't adequately prepared. And I get how that works as far as the CDC is concerned and hospitals, but what I'm more concerned about are my constituents, my uh, fellowship, so to speak, of general population folks. And when I take a look at the, the dieting, and the regiments that people are undergoing at home right now it's setting up for some really ugly stuff to take place in in the fall and uh, let me expound on that just a little bit we've already confirmed that the underlying conditions for who this impacts are people with weakened immune systems Um,
1: Diabetes is a really big factor for the major cases. here.
0: Hypertension, obesity, even just general, like, or maybe not general, but an issue with obesity. If you're 40 to 40 plus pounds overweight, you could have a hard time dealing with this because breathing could be harder for you if you are subjected to it. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of compounding ailments that make this real tough to deal with. Now, the reason why I think the outlook is grim for the fall is because there's been a lot of sitting around at home prior to the fall, and there will continue to be with maybe two months of the summer, maybe two months of summer, being able to stretch your legs, go out and resume a somewhat normal day-to-day life. Minus the being close to people constantly deal. Like you'll be able to go out and have physical activity on a regular basis. Not that you're not now, it's just a little bit tougher to do. You got to pick your your poison, so to speak. And you got you to gotta pick your area of the park that you settle down in. I guess in short, without going too long-winded, I feel as if the general health of people is going down because of this.
1: I don't know. I think you could say it's going up for a lot of people. Now they have time to exercise. Now they can pay attention to what they eat. I've lost 10 pounds in the last four weeks by doing nothing. I'm not exercising at all. It's just that I'm not eating as much as I was before.
0: That's because they're out of ramen at the grocery store. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't have anything
1: to do with the lack of ramen. It has to do with the fact that I'm not eating fast food five days a week, in, in my opinion.
0: See, I I can, I applaud you for that. And the same thing over here. We haven't eaten fast food personally outside of like a pizza night, maybe a week ago. Uh, we do get my daughter, some, uh, some McDonald's here and there. If her and I go out to the park and it's just a a quick solution because I'm daddy daycare all day, every day now. So I don't necessarily want to cook, uh, right after we go out for, for long walks, but maybe I, I should start doing that. So I, I pick her something up and then I am fix myself a bowl of soup. So maybe we're two outlier examples. I guess what, what I know to be true is that there are still lines of people at fast food places. And there are runs on generally unhealthier foods because people can't afford, they couldn't afford the healthier stuff going into this. And some of the lower income demographics, doesn't matter if you just got a $1,200 check or a $2,400 check, All of that could be gone in an instant if you didn't get to pay your your rent last month. So, I'm not factoring in the stimulus checks. I don't think people are are bawling out of control because of those things. Um, People are living more frugally than ever before. If you're out of work, one of the 20 million people that are, or if you have the foresight to plan uh, in advance because this could go on longer... So with that comes, again, either way. In your case, you if you're being if you're on a minimalist diet, you could be losing weight. But if you were eating nothing but junk food on a minimalist diet, or if you were eating like a burger a day and uh, a pack of ramen for dinner, you're not boosting your immune system. You're not. Uh, it could go either way, I guess, is what I'm saying. Like you, you may be limiting your intake of nutrients that you need to build your immune system by ingesting less food. And if we're doing that on a large scale, it sets up for ugly stuff in the fall in a variety of complex ways. And
1: Uh, I just, I think that's false on so many levels. Why? Um, well, if you look at any park, you'll be the first to say that people aren't staying in and just getting fat. Is there a certain percentage of, the soci- of society that might be yes. doing that? Sure, but they've already been doing that and they were doing that before this. It, I don't know that this is creating a bunch of malnourished fat people or a bunch of malnourished people who aren't going to be able to have an immunity to anything. I think it uh, is. An- and another factor here is... It's not like it's going to be business as usual uh, when the fall rolls around. Um, all this social distancing stuff is still going to be in place. My guess will be a lot more people will be wearing masks. And so what that's going to mean is the spread of the influenza is not going to be at nearly the same level this year that's as a it good was thing. in previous years. That's a good thing. right? So so we can't just assume that influenza is going to be at you know this level because it's always been at this level, which I think – Uh, dr fauci is is in the cdc are saying is hey the flu does this every year they're not taking into account that social distancing and all the other stuff in effect is actually going to lessen what the flu does they are to a degree covid i don't think is going to explode globally again will there be hot spots yes but i think again with social distancing Uh, with masks and whatnot, we're going to reduce the rate at which the the disease is spread. And as we get into the fall, there's likely going to be some sort of medication uh, treatment uh, that would likely assist you or help you better through it, right? There's not going to be a vaccine that soon, but perhaps there's some medication we discover here in the next few months that really helps people fight through it. So, those factors tell me that yes the fall has the potential to be bad but it's very likely it'll be moderate not bad. I don't think we'll reach the excessive levels that the you know that the CDC's warning us about or that you're warning us about in this case I think it'll be a little less than that I think it'll be moderate. I think it's important that we keep that in mind that it can be this bad if we're not
0: oh it could be worse um, doing
1: things but but i really think it's going to be moderate based on you know pretty much everything it that, can be worse for,
0: for i i i am optimistic no i'm not optimistic here here's why uh i i like that you are on that side of the fence right now And contrary to what you may think, I'm not on the other side of the fence just because it's been my shtick for the last four months to sort of worst case scenario this. It's just because I I do think that physical health being trapped inside of your house for the majority of the day, I think we take for granted how much... Physical energy, we actually expend and let let out and replenish by going to work and by driving and by walking around in stores and just doing everyday stuff like that that we're not doing. It's converted to sitting on the couch now. And yes, there are every park you look at, every time I go outside, I see more people than ever before. Just went disc golfing the other day. Uh, I was going to invite you. <laughs>
1: Thanks. thanks for the invite.
0: <laughs> Whoops. Uh, we went to Greenbelt, and Greenbelt was store oh, swarming with, with people.
1: Thanks for not inviting me because I, uh, I don't really care for that one. Oh, they much. also
0: they also haven't mowed the stuff, uh, the fairways there, for months on uh, – at least two or three months. So the, there's actual blue bonnets and a variety of wildflowers coming out of the ground. I've never seen it like that before. Uh, bees on every little patch of, of ground that you can walk on. So it was quite a sight to see. I don't think I'll ever um, play that course in that condition again unless this thing turns into, like, the Sound of Thunder in the next uh, year or two. You seen that movie?
1: No, I don't, haven't seen Sound of Thunder. Have
0: anything. you seen uh, Life After People? It was like a miniseries from 10 years ago on TLC. Hmm.
1: I think it was a discovery or... Maybe discovery, but it, it showed you
0: what the planet looked like uh, after yeah, people... <laughs>
1: how how quickly nature takes back over, yeah.
0: Yeah, so that's what the disc golf course felt like. Is, um,
1: y- like, la- you couldn't tell last year this was a good disc golf course.
0: <laughs> right. And I'm sure that sentiment could be echoed uh, across the board. But, uh, yeah, it was just swarming with folks. So, yes, in... It's it's clear, obviously people are out and about more than ever before. I think some people just go to grocery stores to see people and walk around and, and get that consumerism out of their body that is driving them. But I do think there is a going to there's going to be a sharp decline in health status for a lot of folks that aren't in that boat. In combination with the fact that it's probably very difficult to go see a doctor for normal checkups and normal type of stuff um, these days, in combination with the fact that mental health is on a stark decline amongst large groups of people, and mental health I guess is where I'm going to go with next as to why I think the fall is going to get ugly and uglier Quicker than the spring did, unless unless people heed some of this advice. This isn't um, this isn't negativity driven. This is reality driven. Dealing with just what I'm observing and and what I'm getting from a variety of groups. Some people are at home. They're happier than ever. More money in their bank account than ever. No work, et cetera, et cetera. They were never hyper consumers. Some people are going to get depressed because of this and suffer from various anxieties if they're not already. And the way that viruses work is they sort of manifest uh, out of stress, out of high levels of stress as well, cancers, um, conditions that don't necessarily have causes that can be honed in on. Stuff like fibromyalgia, um, even arthritis, uh, certain conditions. and the, there, there are a lot of medical conditions out there that cannot be tracked back to anything other than stress, mental stress. Because when your body is stressed, when your brain is stressed, it works its way inward, so to speak, or, or on a lower level. Your cells are stressed. Your cells aren't oxidated Enough. They're not uh, healthy enough, so they start dying, and they start dying in mass quantities, and that's how cancer does originate in some folks. It's just based on stress. So I think it's a little naive, and I'm not saying you're naive, but the the thought is naive to say that uh, this is like, personally, I believe this is the most stressful period of life for a lot of folks out there. I don't think I don't think anyone's dealt with something like this before, so I'd be remiss to say that there aren't more stressed people today than there were yesterday and that there won't be more stressed people tomorrow than there were today. I think that sort of cascade effect mixed with in my personal opinion the downward physical health of some folks creates a Molotov cocktail of of just ugly for the fall and and for autumn because if the people are weaker mentally than they have been and physically weaker, which can all be reversed, mind you. I don't know how the mental thing can be reversed, but the physical thing can be reversed if people do go out and actively engage in exercise and activity even around the house. Good luck getting the guy who played 12 hours of video games before all this to do that, but... If all of this can be reversed, I think people are setting themselves up for success, and in the autumn, it could be exactly the way you think it will be. But that's weird to forecast, because usually you're the pessimistic one when it comes to people, um, when it comes to change and and what people are, are going to do and what they'll rally behind. I'm the one here who's saying, I don't know if people have the wherewithal to not allow this to affect them. It affected me tonight, not on a, an emotional level, but on a stress level. I I haven't cursed in public in, in months. I haven't yelled at a bad driver in months because the, the streets are clean or they're clear. And it's just been pleasant every day that I've gone out. But tonight was a little different. I went out and I had a good day otherwise, but as soon as I went out, the streets were a little bit more clogged, and the grocery store was a little bit more congested. But on top of that, I had to deal with these stupid rules that the grocery store had implemented, and it stressed me out to the point of um, like, me wanting to have a one-on-one with the store manager and say, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's all I wanted Uh-oh. to do.
0: I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't uh I didn't have a deli moment or uh, a turkey meatloaf moment or anything like that. But <laughs> I was certainly upset about the extra stuff that I had to deal with. So I don't I don't know how you feel about the mental health thing. I certainly think that poor mental health and a new virus are not a good mix. And we don't know We don't know, mental health-wise, if this thing preys on that as well. We don't have uh, historical medical records on the 47,000 folks that have passed away from this to see how many people who didn't have physical underlying health conditions may have had, you know, mental uh, underlying health conditions, or if those are quantifiable in the same phrase, like... um, all the underlying health conditions we've talked about have been on a physical level to a certain degree so far. Hypertension, diabetes, diagnosed stuff. But we don't know if, you know, um, Mary Beth has been battling dementia or depression, and otherwise she's fully healthy, but she died of COVID-19. We don't know those sorts of intangibles yet. So yeah, the more I think about this, the the more serious it, it gets long-term for me because I, I don't think this gets any better in the next 10, 10 to well, 15 years.
1: I, I I don't think it's uh, necessarily a more stressful time. Um,
0: That's good. I mean, on a personal level, right?
1: Yeah, on a personal, personal level, it's way less stressful than uh, before. Yeah, I agree. Before, but, uh, you know, even just as a society, I don't know that this will cause an overwhelming stress epidemic that would create more problems in the fall. I don't. I think the people that are subject to stress more than others may be impacted more, but I, I don't think the average person uh, necessarily would be as affected or any more affected than they would be an in, under any normal circumstance.
0: How can... How can you say that and then see what's going on outside right now uh, in various states and various cities where folks are protesting vehemently and angrily at not being able to go back to work?
1: Well, it's because now we're politicizing everything now, so that's why we're having to go through all this stuff. And all it takes is one group of people to do it. And then the other sheep go, oh, then we can do this, too.
0: I um, agree. I mean... Does that stre- Does that raise your stress levels if you're one of those people? If and, you're engaged you know, they, in... but
1: They were already feeling that way before they went and did it. It's not like they all of a sudden one day went, oh, yeah, the, let's do this. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a bunch of people out there stressing about their business, not being able to survive. There's a bunch of people going, okay... I don't know how I'm gonna pay June rent if I can't go to back back to work May first, and yeah, I guess stress levels could kick up, but I you. I know, mean, they will.
0: I don't think it's an if because I, I don't
1: think we're seeing anything more than we've seen in in the past. If they if if they weren't bitching about this, they'd be bitching about something else.
0: Oh man! I mean, I can see how you can say that, but. A global event it was, of this nature?
1: It was a hundred <laughs> people, bro. One hundred.
0: Yeah, but it's in, in a variety of cities. People. North Carolina, South Carolina, or uh, states, but sorry, Virginia. Turnouts, it is. No, and there's but no these are the... new
1: news, and so every one of these are making major news because there's not a lot of new news out there.
0: Right, but the news stresses people out as well. So if the news is highlighting this, then they are spreading stress I mean don't forget any two months ago any other day but two months ago I I remember you saying this on on an episode uh, you were talking about thinking about this day in day out and sort of uh, studying all the articles it gets you tired head it gets you stressed out you start sucking at your job etc cetera, etc cetera. now now, that, that's before anybody was really paying attention. It was me sort of uh, just feeding you articles on a day-to-day basis saying, hey, get ready for the show this week because this is all we're going to talk about. But now, all of those people are where we were at two months ago. They can't ignore this story. It's, it's around every corner. Um, if they turn their TV on, if they still have cable, if they pick up a newspaper, if they get online, it's all they see. So... We can manage uh, our stress. I have no uh, no qualms with, with addressing that. Yeah. I, th- I think we the can handle it. I don't American think the average person answer. can. Oh, yeah, Ooh. they
1: can. Yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. Most of them are completely unaware of that they need to be stressed about things anyway, in my opinion. <laughs> They're more stressing about the movie that's not in the mood, that they can't see because it's, because theaters are closed, they're more stressed about what people think of their last tweet on Twitter. On Twitter, you know, um, yeah, they're that's what they're more stressed about. They're not stressed about COVID nineteen and the impact it's having on them, their family. But that's anxiety,
0: then, right? They're anxious about those those sorts of things. Which anxiety is, doesn't, but anxiety really, triggers the same. It's it I does mean, not
1: stress and anxiety. I don't know they're that far apart.
0: Yeah, but from on each other, you're right. But on a cellular level, the cells don't care if you're anxious about a movie not being able to play or if you're anxious about not having uh, I, I enough money to put food on the, your table. It, it has the same has effect. The
1: same impact, yes.
0: Yes, on a cellular level. So if you're stressed about your nail chipping or if you're stressed about your family member passing away from this, it has the same cellular effect. It's like uh, the releases of dopamine. They have the same effects, whether you're on a roller coaster or whether you just won the lottery, uh, whether you just bowled three strikes in a row. It's the same chemical release. So it works the same way the other way around. So if you're stressed, you're stressed. And I guess the only part I disagree with you on is the overall general thought that there aren't more stressed people out there than there were three months ago. I don't know how that's possible.
1: Well, I, I don't... Things you might have worried about in a job, you no longer have to worry about if you've lost your job. I don't have right? to worry
0: about a job. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I did right? I did admit that I have a lot less stress and a lot less like, uh, potential things that could go wrong because uh, that just got cut off.
1: I mean, commutes. That I don't have the stress of a commute every day. You know? <laughs> Yelling at people, sure. Uh, of course, I did go into work today and, oh my God, <laughs> the idiots still a on the highways. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, just It's amazing to me, I think, the uh, lack of awareness that drivers have even when there's not that many people on the highway. It's, it's amazing to me. What but about
0: anyway. worldwide stress? Um, let's take it out of, of the U.S. and let's go global a little bit. Um, I guess it was yesterday that the United Nations, like the World Food Organization, I guess, or the Food Program section of the UN came out and said that uh, people could be facing some of the most serious food shortages in the history of, of the modern of modern times period and that by the end of the year 265 million people could be facing like a famine, a, a hunger pandemic because of this. That, that's pretty intimidating. That-
1: that's because of the breakdown of the of the supply chain not the effect of covid-19 on people but or it's on all an effect or something like that right so that's all about the supply chain so if, yeah with the supply chain and food being less resourceful of course you're going to have famine but it's not famine in a country like the united states it's famine in the middle east it's famine in africa it's the people that rely on that organization for food anyway yeah, not America's gonna run through famine or Canada is going be gonna have you know famine. It's not that kind of
0: are we supposed to only worry. are we supposed to only care about ourselves though with something like this?
1: No, but let's not twist what they're saying. I mean it's it's an organization that uh, is worried more about supply chain than anything else. yeah and they're saying if the supply chain gets cut down, or maintains at these levels for a longer period of time, essentially what they're pushing for is for things to go back to normal. Otherwise, they can't feed people and more people will die. Now, they don't put that on anything because that doesn't sound very um, – that doesn't make you want to give or make you want to <laughs> reach out and, and help. If you go, hey, we need to get back to normal so we can feed these other people, uh, that doesn't sound good. But when you go, hey, all this famine, we really you know really need to you know make sure – We can feed these people. There are other people around the world. Uh, It just comes with a different tone, I guess. And honestly, man, I'm starting to really wonder about what the U.N. does and how crappily run I think that whole entire organization is. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, if if we keep going up from the United States government and we go to the next level up, uh, which I guess could be argued is the U.N., yeah, it doesn't. The corruption and the ineptitude and the uh, lackadaisical unpreparedness that we were hit with on very local levels here, and then state and federal as well. I don't think that stops. I think it goes. It continues up the entire food chain of government and how it works. It's it's been just a mess. Um, in general, I the who obviously is taking the brunt of the the blame now from different countries who are in election years and want to shift blame away from them for for obvious reasons but uh beyond that like you said the united nations have they even what would they say in a situation like this would they have press conferences or press releases are there groups of of folks PR wise, so, that, that will well, come out and do anything?
1: Well, there are a lot of, uh, organ, well, projects, um, departments within the UN, like this one. That helps yeah, the, the food, food program government. one. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm, I know it does a lot of good things. I really do. But I, I, sometimes you've got to wonder about who gets p- put in those positions. How does all that work? And yeah. man, it seems, to me like we fund a disproportionate portion of a lot of those programs as Uh, a
0: united as the yeah
1: as a contributor versus you know a lot of the rest of the world i mean we
0: were giving multiple hundreds of millions of dollars to the world health organization and i it's hard to it's hard to understand why for seasonal flu for aids research cancer research uh, i i don't know
1: it's probably for times like this actually having in and then, but an nobody could have seen source, this coming right well it what you hope is that an organization like the u which is uh, the u the, the u uh the who u um <laughs> can go into a country like china and get real information at the initial outbreak instead of kowtowing to what China tells them they should think, mm-hmm. uh, or what they should say. You you would hope that you have this independent organization that's not a specific country. That all countries say yes for clarity reasons. You know, this makes sense for these this organization to exist and and to get to the bottom of things quicker. But um, but you that know they didn't, didn't really do out. their job. No. That didn't really happen this time around and. Uh, and that's that's disappointing.
0: Yeah, we had that debate about the boots on the ground from the United States when this thing kicked off in January. And um, some of us thought that uh, the CDC would be involved and some thought it wouldn't. And it turned out that, yeah, there was a hard shutdown of any foreign involvement with what was going on in China. And I don't understand how... I don't understand that on multiple levels. I don't understand how that wasn't a bigger story as it was happening. I don't know like why the U.S. government wasn't coming out and lambasting China right then and there. I don't know if we had confidence in them out of the blue to handle this appropriately after SARS or after a multitude of uh, mishandled historical situations that have taken place in China. So I don't know why we weren't a little bit more forceful probably has to do with the trade deal that was going on and our relationship with China coming into this sort of being, uh, dare I say, um, yeah, maybe even sheepish, uh, towards whatever China does. They kind of have the say so on it when it comes to this and we don't want to upset anyone or ruffle any feathers. But if we had ruffled some feathers, We might have been able to figure out what was going on a lot quicker. We're the detectives of the world as far as I'm concerned. In the United States, the Western world is going to be responsible for figuring things out more often than not when it comes to things that are happening across the globe and getting to the bottom of something. That's just my opinion. I don't think there's any world organization that takes precedent over the United States. I put a lot of faith in the United States when it comes to containing some of the most apt minds out there that can figure this stuff out uh, scientifically and just resourcefully. It just doesn't It doesn't make sense. We let a bunch of, of junior high schoolers handle this. And we're the ones with the college degrees. And it's bitten us in the butt.
1: Yeah, it, it's... You, you have to... I think in the beginning stages, you have to let some of this play out. You have to say, okay, uh, China has learned a lesson at some point, right? Uh, and they're going to be more forthcoming. They're going to be more um, apparent, uh, transparent on the world stage when stuff like this happens. And so, but I think this is the last.
0: The straw that broke that, the camel's right? this back.
1: Is the, the, now no one's going to believe anything coming out of China uh, when it comes to something of this nature happening again.
0: So why can't we, um, a broader question here, why can't we shut China off completely to just, uh, why can't we North Korea them as far as, uh, Yeah,
1: as far as they consume so much of our product. Um,
0: So we have no we have no independence from them, I guess, as far as selling our products concerned.
1: Well, they have the most people on the planet. Right. Yeah. So, you know, in in those terms, it's a large market uh, for, you know, selling items.
0: That's bottom dollar stuff. I'm I'm talking about ethically. Like morally and ethically, why can't we just cut them off?
1: Well, that is why. It's all economic. Is why you can't cut them off. You can cut off South or North Korea because they have next to zero um, monetary impact or economic impact for us. So you can cut them off really easily. They don't. uh, They don't have a large population that consumes or can purchase our products, so it's not really that big of a deal. China is a big deal for a lot of a lot of companies and. Uh, Like, even sports leagues, like the NBA, makes a ton of money uh, from China. And if you lose that revenue, people just don't want to think about losing that revenue, right? Okay, well, think about it rationally, though. We want China to just kind of get on board and say, hey, we're not interested in telling you necessarily how to run your country, but how about we do it a little more openly and friendly towards other nations? Yeah, a little more modernly. Sure.
0: Uh okay, our good old friend Price's Law come into play here. Um, is China would be in the Price's Law of countries that makes the world go round, as far as the the economic standing is concerned, and and uh, I would
1: think so, yeah, just because of the number of people.
0: Okay, if you take them out, does someone else step up?
1: Not in the same way, like. You'd have to eliminate all the billions of people, you know what I'm saying?
0: All the okay, as far as production's concerned, I don't I I think we can live in a world where we don't use, uh, ingest or buy anything made from China. I think you have to you have to redefine some business
1: you can procedures do that, right?
0: like Dollar Tree's close down <laughs> and uh, all the places that sell these these cheap fake Chinese goods are, are going to have to take a, a second look at their business models, but I think you can shut them off as far as purchasing from them is concerned.
1: You, you can as far as like manufacturing. You can move manufacturing out of China and into other countries. Production that we use China for today, you can relocate that, but the Chinese consumption, uh, again, we can probably live without it. It's just, that's going to be a big hit. That's just going to be a big hit
0: is um, we, don't,
1: we don't have to have Dollar Tree, right? We don't no. need to buy the, the we, we don't need the from the junk perspective. We don't need to purchase from China. Someone can fill that gap for us, right? Yeah. But we do need China's to per China China to purchase from us.
0: Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, Not
1: every industry. I mean, they use a lot of oil and gas, too. I mean... Oh, yeah. You know, of course, they, they produce a lot of oil and gas, but uh, they consume a lot as well. A lot more than maybe people think or realize. But uh,
0: apparently, the United States was the last straw for the uh, the oil industry to cave in and uh, tank. Because once we shut down, man, that, that went south very quickly.
1: Well, it started going south way before... It really started impacting us, though. Um, it was dropping pretty dramatically when China shut down. Well, we were yeah, but we're talking January about
0: and- we're talking about prices in the negatives earlier this week. Uh, barrels at a buck.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No.
0: Yeah. Anyway, no, no. Uh, I have nothing additional on the oil and gas industry. I. As a consumer, it's it's a better time than ever for folks, but you can't go anywhere. What's the point? So,
1: well, so it's times like these where you hope uh, the major players in the oil and gas industry are really focusing energy on alternative fuels, mm. uh, where they can
0: uh, research. You mean? On it or production of alternative energies?
1: Yeah, and and usefulness of alternative u- energies in, in vehicles and you know lawnmowers, whatever. Maybe they focus on electricity and batteries. I don't know, uh, but you would you would think that this might be a good time for them to really start to put some energy into that, so that you're not so reliant upon the price of a barrel of gas, which is tra- or oil, which is traded. Um, and you would hope that they would maybe think of suffer- different ways where they can still continue to make a living and maybe we lose some reliance off of actual barrels of oil. Yeah. Which for a lot of people, you know, would, would work because the market will correct itself a little bit because you're still going to need it. But then uh, if you're going with alternative energy sources, um, you know, you offset that a little bit. Man, you would hope you would hope we make a change of that. Although with gas as cheap as it is, I'm just going. Maybe I should drive into work every day.
0: (laughs) Take advantage of it. You mean? Yeah. yeah, How long do you think realistically we stay at under a buck fifty, or even go uh, go lower?
1: Um, that's that's an interesting thing. I, I would imagine. Um, it will be below $2.
0: We're in North Texas, by the way. So I'm sure in California, it's probably under two bucks by now, which is. Ooh, I don't know. Oh, you think it's over two? So,
1: um, you know, I, California has a lot of tax on their gas. Hmm. Um, so that would be interesting to know. We don't have a lot of tax on our gas or, I mean, like by my house, it's, um, a dollar 21 right now uh at, yeah. the, at the local station here so It's around that price here. Um so, you know, California with all the taxes and stuff, uh my guess would be that there's uh, looks like the average price of ga- a gallon of gas in California is $2.79 still. Uh so yeah, that they have a ton of tax on gas um in California. So they still have a lot higher prices than than we do here.
0: Is there anything that this doesn't affect? (laughs) I mean, this is, uh, we're in the middle of it, so I don't even know. Saying that brings up stutters and and, uh, intellectual stammers because I'm trying to decide if we are in the middle. I don't, I don't know anymore. This could be, this could be the very tip of the iceberg, when it comes to uh, this, uh, I doubt th- then... it.
1: this is this is more like um, it could be the tip of the iceberg if everything went just back to normal as is and everybody started doing everything they were doing before this. But I, I don't... you've
0: said that they will, <laughs> so <laughs> that doesn't raise my confidence.
1: Well, I don't. Well, yeah, at some point we will. Like two years from now, it'll, it'll, this will be a distant memory. But. For the next year, it's not going to be. For the next, but a lot can go wrong
0: in the next year to where it affects two, three, four, five years down the road.
1: I don't think so. I I think this is the worst of it as far as everybody being shut down. This is the worst of it for uh, the amount of infections as quickly as they happen. This is the worst of it for the amount of deaths. I mean, we're still in it in that part of it, but I, I don't think. The fall will be more than what we've seen in the fir- front between February and say, uh, you know, June. I don't think the fall months, September to, you know, to January will be as bad as this is.
0: It was for the Spanish flu.
1: But do you know why it was for the Spanish flu? I've been thinking about people, that too. Yeah. And here's, here's why it was for the Spanish flu. So when the Spanish flu hit, it was like Marchish, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, of that year so what a lot of people don't remember about that time is you have a world war going yeah absolutely on. people war are stressed is happening <laughs> troops are moving so when you're in a world war situation you can't shut anything down so there was no shutdown of factories there was no shutdown of business there was no shutdown at all everything was business as usual and that's why when it came back around in the fall it was worse than it was in March, because in March, some cities did shut completely down. Uh, and But in the fall, there was no choice. You Everything was business as usual. It's a completely different set of circumstances as to why the second round was much worse back then than it, than it will be this time, because we're not involved in a world war. We don't have to have our factories and everybody working, doing the same things to keep the country going while we're at war.
0: Um, don't you though? Aren't all the factories still going?
1: No, I would guess that a lot of, well, anybody who makes tools for the oil industry, their factory's not running.
0: Well, yeah, right? that's true. But the food um, factories are still running for the most part. I know there's been a slowdown in the meat factories because of, um, the hot, them turning into hot spots in certain areas, but... We talked about that supply chain, and and if that our falters, restaurants,
1: our restaurants aren't open. We have restrictions on what you can do, uh, you know, in our grocery stores. Yeah, but everybody's wearing a mask. There weren't restaurants there were...
0: on every corner in 1918. They didn't have to worry about that period. So what was what was open in 1918 that isn't oh, open I, now?
1: Movie theaters, uh, sporting events, net did not stop because of that. Sport, so concerts, all of Can that. Can you confirm stuff. that? Yes.
0: You're telling me when when a million folks drop dead in in the spring of 1918, or yeah, I gotta stop but saying 17. The president keeps saying 17. He's wrong. It's 1918. Yeah, no, I I was under the well, impression in, that big keep stuff in stopped
1: mind, for America. Uh, we didn't have a million deaths for the Spanish flu. Uh,
0: um. Yeah. It wasn't
1: far off, but we did not have a million deaths for the Spanish flu.
0: Okay, how many did we have?
1: Uh, in the six hundred and seventy-five thousand range.
0: Okay. Spanish flu uh, fact-checks me. Yeah, I I will do so now. Um. Boom, boom, boom. Fifty million people died. Six seventy-five okay 675,000
1: in america so mm-hmm. um and that that could be because in, in that era america's still pretty spread out i mean we're a very vast and yeah. country anyway and so you didn't so it may have it would have definitely impacted our larger centers uh, way far more worse than other places but but yeah, I mean You had was, no air extremely... travel though.
0: There's there's a lot of you can argue both sides of that that comparison, I, don't think, I
1: think. No, you can't. I mean mm. everything was full bore, nothing was shut down, too. Well there were no airports.
0: Every... But there were
1: I... massive train stations. There were uh, there yeah, but subways you can't... still in nineteen eighteen. There, there is transportation still happening. People are still moving around. I, I and guess what fact, I'm saying
0: is you can't, you can limit, you can limit the spread within a country better now than you could back then, but you can't limit an international spread. Like when this thing comes back around in fall, unless every single travel restriction that's in place right now is still in place, yeah, this thing gets out of hand just as quickly as it got out of hand now. They're not gonna. No, what,
1: it does not. So it what you're gonna have
0: uh, the same you're gonna have the same security measures at airports measuring well, the, people with high fevers coming there's in. A
1: hu- well, there's a huge difference here, right? So, in uh, that difference is communication and being able to communicate via the second, the minute something happens. That's not really possible in 1918. So if things are breaking off in a third world country with the Spanish flu in 1918. No one knows about it until others start getting infected. That doesn't happen today. That won't happen today at this point. And other countries aren't just going to release all their restrictions immediately. I think in order for what you fear to happen, everything would have to go back to normal immediately. And all travel would have to go back to the same. And we'd have to do the same thing. And no one would social distance. And no one would wear a mask, and we would just all do the same things all over again. That's the only way it comes back to the level that it's at now.
0: The mayor of Las Vegas was on TV on CNN today talking about encouraging the state governor to release the restrictions and get the casinos, the city-run casinos, back up and running by May 1st, which is less than 10 days away. So, there's... There's a there's, a, there's, there's no. a
1: push for that, but now you won't have five or six people crowded around one table, would be my guess. It would be my guess that you have to go every other seat at like a craps table or, or a, uh, a poker table or a blackjack table. You're also probably going to be required to wear a mask while you're in there. It's not like it's going to be business as usual and everybody's just all over everybody like they normally would be. Right? Y- the people y- playing the slot machines are probably going to be wearing gloves now. Uh, cleaning crews are probably going to be cleaning at a much different level. I'm not saying open them on May first. I think that's dumb, but to think that it's just going to go back as business as usual with zero precaution May first is not realistic. And you know this.
0: Well, okay. So look at what compare a casino or any public venue that contains a lot of people with a meat packing plant. First, firstly, wouldn't meat packing plants coming into this be some of the safest places to work at. Aren't you supposed to wear a mask and gloves working at a meat packing plant? Anyways, how how are these places? See, this is where the well.
1: See, and I don't. If if one meat packing plant has a problem, oh, that it's a mean it's multiple. Fall.
0: It's multiple. It's Smithfield. If, it's Tyson. It's if uh, five
1: of them have a problem. I don't think it's. Global or I think across it is. Country. I think it's just the it the is. people
0: in charge of the different meatpacking plants care less and less and less. Some of these places, most of them uh, employ the ones in rural areas as well. And in the Midwest, where you wouldn't think there's large constituencies of, uh, of minorities, they, for the most part make up a large chunk of the folks that work in these places. I don't have the statistics in front of me, but I was reading an article that's that indicates well over half are members of, of minorities. But that's besides the point. I guess um, where I'm going with that is the folks that are in charge of keeping these places running, they have a lot on their plate in their defense to keep the food supply chain going. But also at the same time, they're not necessarily going to be looking out for their employee safety. Maybe that's where the difference is between like a Vegas casino then and a meat packing plant. But these things are I think in the next month you see dozens of this situation replicate with the meat packing plant thing. And and I guess where I'm going with overall with that is we don't know enough about where if wearing a mask and gloves and social distancing even it, it surely slows this down, but we don't know if it stops all, it.
1: It's all we can do is slow it down. Yeah, we right. cannot stop it. So it takes stop um. and just throw it out the door. It is going to be 100% impossible to stop this virus. 100%
0: impossible. I think if you shut down everything in the U.S. from February 1st, Uh, two months ago to where we're at today, and you say for the last two and a half months, none of the businesses outside of grocery stores would be able to operate, including your places like Target, Um, your places like uh, Walmart should have closed off every section of their stores except for the grocery food sections like they do for Black Friday. If you would have just kept the essentials open for the last two months across the board, I think... You would see less deaths and you could have it doesn't make sense. Where does the where would the virus have survived for the last two months if it didn't have people to survive in?
1: You can't control all people. You have to know that Uh, and you have to know that you, you don't even know where it's at or how long it's been here. You have people in California saying it was in California this time last year, not that the first deaths were in January, but it was actually way before that. Oh, you want to which get is, my
0: conspiracy theories going is, then?
1: <laughs> well, which is what I was trying to say. It's This has probably been around for a lot longer than we realize it. Uh, and it didn't just pop up and happen uh, in Wuhan. It just flared up in Wuhan, um, which so, is why I think a lot of people probably, why well, you might have a... 5G. Disprop- <laughs> disproportionately number of people... That seemed to be asymptomatic to this. Uh, you might not. Ha- I don't think you have that without people having some sort of previous exposure or uh, being exposed to something similar enough that would give you a, a step up on your immunity. I mean, I I don't know, man, but I just it it's not gonna go back to the massiveness. And I think opening a casino at this point is ridiculous. Um, but June first, I don't know, is ridiculous at some point we have to accept the risk i mean you can't cause harm to 80% of your population when when it only affects 20% of your population
0: how is the 80 the 80% how are they harmed are, are
1: only the eight well economically right if you Ooh. don't have a job and you don't have a way to pay for something well you, if what you can't if you just keep sending food, out
0: checks that's that's not to say turn into a dependent well then
1: uh, that's the only way you keep the 80 percent a little more happy but if you don't keep the supply chain going and you give people money but there's nothing to buy then we have a problem then that's not going to solve anything right now i can pay rent but i can't eat uh so that's going to create its own set of problems um So uh, there's going to, I mean, you can't hope to eliminate this. The elimination chance for this ended when it got out of China. It's in too many countries across the world. There are going to be too many people who are asymptomatic. 50% of Iceland's population that was tested was asymptomatic. So imagine people from Iceland who don't have any, you know, um, symptoms, but traveling. Sure. And they're just passing it on. I mean, it, it, the the hopes for elimination, I think, are long gone. In my opinion, hmm. um, you're you're in a race for herd immunity, and you're in a race for uh, medication that'll help you get to herd immunity. Oh
0: man, that's yeah. This is
1: how this is how virus works in the human being. There's a reason that Europeans dominated the world for as long as they dominated the world. One of the big reasons is is because of all the disease they dealt with and their region uh that made that built up an immune system when when vikings raided other countries they didn't get sick from the virus there when europeans colonized africa or india the europeans weren't getting sick it was the native populations that were getting sick that played a big part in colonization uh you know throughout the middle ages there as we were starting to explore and so there is something to herd immunity. And hey, and, I, and if you think about it, Iceland's population is largely based on that Viking culture, right, that did nothing but raid for centuries and centuries. So perhaps they have already built up some sort of immunity to stuff like this that's not the same from other people who, uh, whose cultures you, grew from different areas
0: of the world. How do you build up—I I like everything you said, but how do you build up herd immunity to something that is— not necessarily naturally occurring. What if there's no herd immunity to be built is my suggestion. What if the people Well, that- then
1: that would make this absolutely unique, uh, never encountered in human history ever before. But but if it, it's part of a family of viruses, we know... No, that's coming.
0: That's coming out of China still. (laughs) That's we. Everybody's playing catch up. Even even the U.S. folks who who are studying the ins and outs of this virus, as far as a virus is concerned, they're so far behind the ball and they've got so much to catch up to there's multiple strains of it there's uh there's the unknown of its origin still that needs to be contended with i don't think you get to the bottom of what this thing is for another year or so and once you get there man a whole another can of worms opens up because i'm still of I'm, i'm sticking to my story uh From the first week we talked about this, I don't think this came out of a natural source. I think this was a hybrid of ugly viruses and ugly stuff in a lab that made its way out of that pathogen for lab. And this is a pathogen for if there is any if there is any probability that it came out of a lab, which even US Intel folks can't. Fully rule out I, yet. They're going I off. Know, of,
1: but I would caution that that is simply propaganda combating China's propaganda. That that they are. And the China's propaganda
0: or, should be completely battled and opposed at this point. So I if agree, we, but, but we we're, gotta
1: understand that some of that being thrown around could be truthful, but it could also be false propaganda to offset the Chinese propaganda. Just just if it's truthful, that. that's
0: fine. Let me go down my, my rabbit hole for sure. a second. If, if it did come out of that Wuhan lab and that is confirmed somewhere down the road, then what you are dealing with is a level four pathogen because that is a dedicated level four pathogen lab. So let's go through what some of those are. Uh, the Lhasa virus, Ebola the Marburg virus. These are hemorrhagic fevers, uh, for the most part. None of them are. You get uh, you get the sniffles, and you might you might be able to work with with it for a week and a half, uh, and then it just goes away. So where I am very cautionary and very, you can call it conspiracy theory, whatever. If that came out of a level four pathogen lab, this is not done with affecting healthy people. Meaning if you get it next year, it probably intensifies from asymptomatic. If you get it the year after, it probably intensifies from where it was a year before.
1: Again, that would make it, that would make it, Something you've never seen? The first Mm -hmm. thing that's never been seen before. I don't think
0: we've ever seen a man-made, released, biological terror weapon.
1: (laughs) this isn't man-made, okay? So the whole theory about the whole lab is that they were studying this virus that is a bat virus. This virus is in bats. And so the whole idea here is, okay, we know that we've caught SARS from bats. I think it came from bats. Yeah. And so we know we did that this happened. So we're interested in this bat virus. Because it will at some point jump to humans, and we want to try to get a heads up on it to try and see what this virus is will do and is capable of. Yes. Uh, it, it Not in the same level with other, uh, you know, level four pathogens uh, okay. or level four viruses. And so just in that nature, and it being part of a group of coronavirus that we are already familiar with, I don't think this will be some unique thing that will uh, have totally different and new ways of infecting people, and it gets stronger and stronger every year until no one can live and we all die.
0: So, what you're saying is that you're com- you're completely ruling out the um, the idea that this could have been meddled with in the lab, and that it was strictly just being researched. So, you're 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 saying that there's no. Um, There's no chance for it to be manipulated in a lab, maybe injected with some proteins from another virus, for example, to see what the outcome was or to see what could happen.
1: This being an RNA virus, I believe that would be uh, very viewable, very seeable by anyone looking at the breakdown of this virus. It wouldn't be like... um, I I think you would be able to tell whether the virus was was infused with other viruses
0: to but who's the gotten their who's gotten their hands on that A number
1: of people have on right? the original he,
0: strain from China
1: well we you we don't need to right we can just get it on the strain that we have here and we can do the research uh, based on that I didn't we know you could reverse
0: here. engineer the virus
1: well it has DNA essentially and you can sequence that RNA and you'll know what's in it and what it what's what it makes up and how You know, it's like it's like our DNA. You'll be able to uh, know a lot about it just by knowing that sequence.
0: Yeah, but you'll never be able to know who exactly my ancestors were based on that.
1: Why would you not?
0: Because 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 how is my ancestors blood on record? Uh, Explain to me how DNA works. Then from how does how does researching or turning in my blood into uh my 21 or whatever the the name of the the group is how can you pinpoint who my who my great-great-grandfather was if he never gave his blood
1: uh through family uh, if other people from your family donated it would all kind of go back
0: uh. okay
1: i mean in Mongolia right they can trace back like 20% of the population or maybe it's like one in every 5,000 people are a relative of Genghis Khan
0: that's silly uh,
1: yeah well he had a lot of kids right mm-hmm. um, but yeah you can trace your DNA back like that and that's how a lot of these uh, cold cases are getting busted too um, right they'll, find, they'll have some DNA evidence or evidence that they can get DNA off of that's You 20, 30 years old, they'll run it through these databases, these family databases and just based on family members that have already submitted their DNA, they'll be able to trace it back to who it was
0: I guess I just didn't think it was that applicable with with a virus because um, yeah, just uh, it didn't add up for me but that's why I'm not uh, a virologist or didn't go to school for it. Uh, yeah, I. Okay. So if the thing is man-made, and when I, when I say man-made, I don't mean like they created it from the ground up. I mean that the result, the what was,
1: if you cross, inpatient zero
0: was cross-pollinated, sort of viral it, it would, entities. It would
1: still be. It would still be in the RNA, I believe.
0: But isn't it? When you see, when you see like,
1: well, when you cross a German something that acts a like poodle the flu and you do a DNA, you know that the German shepherd and a poodle were in that DNA.
0: Yes. So, so
1: if you crossed that, so the only way that that could happen is if they had some unknown virus never known by any other lab outside of that one that they crossed it with. But even that one probably has some family members somewhere. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not like you could... I don't believe you could just generate something without other people breaking down the virus would not recognize that it was tampered with. So
0: here's where my detective stuff doesn't add up. Because if I'm running with my theory, then... And if there is merit to it, then SARS... Coronavirus, even the flu, none of them are level four pathogens. The flu is like a level two. I think SARS is a level two as well. And um, yeah, I don't, the coronavirus I don't really, family is one or two. They're very, they're very low-end pathogens. So for this to be even involved with that lab to any capacity puts it on the level necessary. of the serious stuff that we were My talking is- about.
1: Those labs do more than just work with those level four pathogens.
0: But they don't.
1: We don't know that. We don't know that. We just know that a level four lab has the clearance to work with those things. It doesn't mean that everything they do is at that level.
0: I guess that's true. But that would be... I know there are labs like in Atlanta that have all of the the varying departments that can handle level one, level two, level three biosafety and, and so on, but this was strictly designated a level four, biosafety level four lab, which...
1: And I would imagine that means they passed some test to be called level four. Okay. Why would they only... Then, then wouldn't you also in the same city that you're doing research in have to have a level 1, level 2 and level 3 lab along otherwise you can't study those other, those lower levels in the level 4 lab cuz all you do in the level 4 lab is the highest level. And I would imagine there's probably a bunch of unknown animal viruses that because they don't know what level they fall in maybe go to the highest level. I don't know. Perhaps. I wish I knew more about this and I feel like I'm probably talking out my ass on some of this stuff. Well, it's okay.
0: But, um, I, yeah, because that's what I'm doing too. So there's, yeah, I'm okay with being corrected on this stuff because it lessens my intrigue, not intrigue, um, the level of severity that I'm, I'm putting towards it. Because if I'm right, then we're talking about a very ugly scenario where we're, we're arguably tapping into every conspiracy theory that's ever been had saying that something like this was was created by man for what reasons okay uh and is that something we should be worried about should we should we be <laughs> yeah there's there's a variety of stuff um damn it's it's hard for me to it's hard for me to even disclose how serious it could be if i'm right and i want you to be right here because.
1: Well, we're all going to die if you're right. The whole planet no. doomed. No. We'll all, we'll all die. If the, if the virus just gets worse and worse and worse each year, well, how would we survive?
0: By living differently completely.
1: In caves, isolated from everyone. No, rethinking procreate. Rethinking the way sexually transmitted disease. uh,
0: Rethinking the way the industry works. Rethinking the way that uh, homes are built. Rethinking the way that the food supply chain. There, there's there are a lot of things.
1: If this virus adapted every year Mm -hmm. and killed more and more people every year, we cannot adjust that quickly. There's we 7 billion. Die.
0: Well, also, it does not seem to impact children so uh, as much. So what you're really dealing with is perhaps something that preys on the vulnerabilities of a species, which could be mental and physical ailments for the most part. I'm still willing to bet that this thing only kills 90% um, or higher folks with underlying conditions. Whether those are mental or physical, so what you do to combat it is you starve it from what it is designed to well, do.
1: Some of that, uh, every herd needs to be cold, right? Uh, yes. We're just talking about stuff like. But what that, you're talking about of- is, is 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 necessary. So perhaps this is just Darwinism. This is just survival of the fittest, and something like this, when this happens, it kind of needs to happen, even though we don't want to think about it happening by eliminating. A portion of your sick and uh, not well held. That's fine,
0: but that's uh, unfair uh, to a certain degree as well, because... My
1: friend, nature is not fair.
0: No, this that's not even, it's not natural where I'm going with it. I'm, I'm talking about uh, the wealth, uh, the wealth gap. So someone what who has nothing
1: to do with this
0: Are you kidding? You ki- if you have a yacht, you can quarantine on a, a yacht and you can avoid If you work
1: for a guy who has a yacht, you can quarantine <laughs> on a yacht. <laughs> if you're a friend with a guy who has a yacht, you can quarantine on a yacht.
0: it's not it might not be that easy as easy as you you're putting it if to If you want
1: to go steal a boat, you can go steal a boat. I mean, the, uh, you know, Coast Guard might come look for you, but it's a big ocean. Maybe you can get away with it for a while.
0: You don't think civil unrest is a possibility?
1: Not at all, this, unless you just further restrict people.
0: How you Any civil unrest?
1: Any civil unrest at this point will be political in nature.
0: Is that because people are... I've never said this word on meandering. Is that because people are pussies?
1: Well, no. Uh, why would there need to be civil unrest? Where's civil unrest going to get you at this point? It might get you Twitter followers. Um, it might get you likes on Facebook, but I don't think we're I don't talking about it's civil going to accomplish anything.
0: Maybe we're not talking about the same type of civil unrest. I'm talking about government overthrow.
1: That would never happen in a million billion trillion years. What are you going to replace it with, Sasha?
0: No, not the entire thing. I'm talking about has why aren't the people of the US more upset about the way that their government is handling this than getting on social media and talking about it or talking about it amongst what do you friends. Want them
1: to, what do you want them to do differently?
0: I want them to do the same thing they're doing with the state governors that are, uh, quote-unquote, taking away their First Amendment rights and their Second Amendment rights because of these restrictions. I want them to do the same thing but talk about how this is a long pause.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a long pause. Po- Look, if you are if you are leading a country, you cannot think about today. You cannot. You have to start to think about next week, tomorrow, and you can't just take into consideration um, one set of people. You have to understand that there has to be jobs. They have. People are going to have to go back to work, and you got to think about how to best manage that. I don't know. It's real easy for you and I to sit back here and say that's been all mismanaged. But I don't know that anyone else in that position would be making better decisions.
0: Okay, let's talk about that then. The longer this goes on, the longer I don't think a president of the United States is needed in the same capacity. I think that groups of people make better decisions than one individual with all the power to make executive-type decisions. I think that's hedging your bets in putting your eggs in the same basket or whatever the idiom is for stuff like this, it gets pretty dangerous pretty quickly because
1: there's a reason in, in every military that you have one platoon leader, not three. There's a reason you have one leader that makes decisions. Uh, and,
0: but there's a risk. There's a risk with that because if your leader makes bad decisions, Anytime
1: you make a group of people all responsible for one thing, like let's say we make three people responsible for running running the country, they all sit around waiting for one of the other ones to make the decision because they don't want to be the one that makes the decision. There's a lot of head there. When you have have something like that, you have something that moves very slowly because you can't make a decision.
0: So you stick a 70 year old in there every four years and you just hope for the best Cause that's well, the way you know, that I, it's been going for the last, well, minus Obama, and Clinton, and Bush.
1: I mean, we we will. Well, we elect older people at times, but I mean,
0: no, no, there, there are things that it's weird when I, when I get on the show with you, you do a good job because you're. You're a reasonable guy (laughs) and you're, you're, you're older than me and you've, you're definitely more of a, uh, an Americanized person than I am. So there's some things that I just still don't vibe with that this country, in my opinion, is stuck in its ways in and won't, won't detach because of whatever reasons, One of those things is politics, for sure. And the other is the dependency on government, but the dependency on government only in certain situations and not all the time, because all the time makes it, um, communism, um, or I'm sorry, not communism, makes it, uh, totalitarianism. So some of the time, but all the time when it's a crisis, but the rest of the time, no, let us do our own thing. It's a real cherry picking system from the bottom up, and it's not conducive of progress, in my opinion. I don't think that sticking someone who's removed from the reality of things. I've listened to these press conferences for a long time, and I don't, when I hear the president talk, I don't hear someone who's in touch with the common people talking. And that's not because it's Donald Trump. Actually, I would expect. More out of Donald Trump because I would expect him to be more in touch with the common man. But I feel as if he has been radicalized into a political machine and he's probably been bought out by so many people that we couldn't even come up with a list on a five hour episode of Meandering. I feel deceived when I listen to him, I feel deceived on a level that I've never felt from a public official that's just because I'm being deceived when I listen to him. And if I don't have my awareness turned on, I'm easily deceived and I'm easily influenced and easily indoctrinated even, if I wanted to be. And I think you see that in a lot of people. And nobody on the face of the earth should have that amount of power, especially on a political level. And then yet the United States... Gives it to a different person.
1: Every leader of every country has that power. And in many cases, much more power.
0: I don't know that that's true. I think that is a facade. I don't think that the president of France, uh, Macron... pick a real country. uh, (laughs) I don't think that... Not one that folds in four days. I don't think that the Canadian people behave like Justin Trudeau. I don't think any... Buddy can be influenced by the way that he speaks uh, and his beliefs to the level, like, in the United States, I think the U.S. was designed to put someone in power who would sway the emotional tone of the people for every four years or eight years. It, It just feels that way it feels like when clinton was president men cheated on their wives more than ever it feels like when george bush was president people were a little dumber than they ever were and it feels like when obama was president people didn't do anything and that they said they were gonna do a lot more than ever and it feels like with trump as president people are divided more than ever i want to remove myself from that sphere of influence and if you do that then you're un-american or you're you're not. No, you're not.
1: You're mm. probably far more normal. I hate politics. I hate talking politics. I hate any sort of political discussion whatsoever. And why are we dealing with life, it? I'm almost to the point in my life where I probably will never vote again because I just don't care about that stuff.
0: Where do you find the? Because um, it doesn't matter. Vigilance who's in to power. R- mm-hmm.
1: this, this, it just rolls on. It does not matter who's in power.
0: Why does it need to keep rolling on?
1: What do you want to change and what do you want to see? You (laughs) want to see career politicians, people who go to school to be a politician and they're just a politician their whole life? I
0: want to see real people on the highest levels of power in this country facing cameras and answering questions and having conversations between each other on pushing this place forward forward rather than keeping it stagnant or moving it backwards in thought you have to have a, in theory
1: listen what you're doing like okay so but there's got to be substance behind that you can't just say i want people pushing this thing forward well, what does that mean you can't obama me and tell me hope change hope change and i go yes 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 And then nothing happens. Yeah,
0: you're right. Uh, There's got to be some
1: substance and detail to what you're discussing. And I'm not hearing detail. I'm hearing I want to see hear people push it forward. Well, I could tell you right now, Trump's trying to push it forward. What do you mean?
0: How's he trying to push it forward?
1: How's he not pushing it forward? I mean, it's the same sort of question, right? Yeah. I mean, you could argue that anyone is trying to push it forward uh, but what do you? how do you want to see them push it forward? How, what type of government, if this government doesn't work for you, what kind of government do you want to see? I mean, you want to see, like, Russia?
0: I guess A I would com- want to see something I've never seen before. And that's why it's so hard to come up with an answer of what I want to see. Because certainly all of these government types, communism, Marxism, socialism, all of these definitional types, things and these ways of these ideologies they came about through thinking things out through people having discussions about what works and what doesn't they all bleed into one another to a certain degree so maybe none of them have figured it out we have this talk about religion a lot where you know the religions of the past may have gotten things wrong on several degrees i think government. Learns a lot of its structure and its its building up from religion. I think religion came around before government in the no. tree tree of light. Oh, you think government came around first?
1: There were Egypt had a government in you know the begin, dawn of their civilization. Yeah, but it, there was but a they had gods there.
0: before they had government. I we treat our governments as the if other. they're gods. These even days. in a
1: tr- even in a tribal situation, you had some leader that emerged. It w- at that point was probably just the biggest and strongest right
0: yeah but that's not what it is anymore now it's the richest
1: not, and the most not connected necessarily. no it's not
0: or the person who can be puppeted
1: I don't even I wouldn't even say it's that it's the person who is most likely to be able to convince the rich but it's not necessarily the rich. That are in that position. I don't know that Obama was a rich man prior to winning the election. I don't know that the Clintons were necessarily rich before being. Uh, they all elected. had the same.
0: They all had the same 18th century ancestry, according to the the fifth grader science project or sixth grader. You want to talk about the Genghis Khan lineage? All the presidents except for one, and I don't know which one, they're all traced back to the same. British royalty from 16th or 18th century I don't remember I think it's 16th
1: well there's probably a lot of Americans that trace their lineage back to those that yeah. time and those people mean, we are <sighs> a British colony after all
0: part of it is because we're recording an episode of meandering and I don't have 10 days worth of answers to give you when you ask me what do you want to see especially on that big of a question
1: well and you know You really, but change is not always good. It's really easy to say this sucks, but if you don't have a plan for what comes after this, it could be worse than what this is. So you got to be really careful about stuff like this. You might get what you wish for in a lot of cases. Oh yeah, you know or not well, but isn't the, not what you, but the grass always seems greener on the other side of the pasture and then when you get over there you realize well this sucks it's not nearly as good as what was on the other side
0: well well what if things get smaller what if things get more local than they already are what if within these cities you do break it down into communities that run their own show and they live their own life the way that they want to live. And they establish their own micro versions of governments from, that are, are separate. They're breakaways from that. Uh, and so
1: how do you stop two cities from warring against each other when they dislike each other?
0: Because people don't go to war like that anymore. Really? Yeah, they don't. No, not within the same country. Well, I mean, you have race divided. If you're divide. breaking it down by
1: community mm-hmm. uh, and you're letting the communities make their own laws, right? hmm They can have different... This community can have a different law than that community, right? Sure. So what'll happen is a lot of communities will break down on religion lines. And so if you don't think there's not going to be violence between communities in that situation, you are kidding yourself. Think about Utah right now. There are certain cities in Utah... Where it's mostly or all Mormon, right? And that's kind of a problem for some of these cities because uh, they're, all the local laws are being dictated by church values, which don't necessarily um, align themselves with American values or U.S. values, right? And so there are certain rules in some places where this is an issue uh, because you have church members who are the police, you have church members. Uh, who are the mayors, you have church members who are, you know, all the political party in those communities and so if you have somebody who's not of the church they can be taken advantage of pretty quickly in that community and so you can't let communities make those sort of decisions not in a larger government sense that's just, that doesn't make any sense at all
0: The examples that are used to to make that seem like a bad idea, uh, always seem I said idea, like <laughs> yeah. I'm not. uh, No, it's it's idea. Sorry. Uh, But the the examples that are used to position that as a bad idea typically look at stuff that already exists out there and says this is here's an example of where that goes wrong very quickly. But that is going under the 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 precept that I made, which is saying, yeah, things have gone wrong for this long. Because the wrong people have always been put in these positions of power, even on a local level. That's not saying every mayor in the United States is a horrible person, but certainly a situation like coronavirus is, is and giving the platform and putting the spotlight on all of these city mayors and letting them all speak their case because every city matters now and every city's gonna or like handle separately.
1: Our case, our city mayor disappears and you exactly. know Exactly, and it's or... a county
0: judge. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. So after this, why wouldn't there be a lot of anger towards the the Dallas city mayor? Why wouldn't there be a lot of anger towards the Las Vegas city mayor? Why, 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 why would people would you
1: be angry with the Dallas city mayor?
0: Because he doesn't seem capable of handling anything outside of status quo. And that's not what I want out of an elected official. I want somebody who.
1: When he comes up from reelection, you vote him out.
0: But that's that's the peaceful, calm way of handling things. I'm not saying we should
1: just tear down City Hall and drag him out and hang
0: him. (laughs) That's the. I mean, you know, that's the other. Go back to the Middle Ages. That's the other extreme. What about right down the middle? What about if? Why can't you overthrow someone midterm if they can't do the job? You can certainly fire someone.
1: No one would ever get anything done because that's all we would do is the other political party that's not in power would be doing everything in their power to overthrow the guy that's in power. So you think this divide now is bad, then do it that way. That'll only make the divide even worse than what it already is.
0: Then what you're saying is the way that things are done right now is the absolute best that it can ever be done.
1: No, what I am saying is that The system works. That's what I'm saying. Do you have bad individuals that get into the system and make bad decisions? Absolutely. But overall, the system works.
0: How do you vet bad individuals from getting into the system moving forward?
1: Well, I don't think you can, right?
0: Why not? Why isn't there an oversight committee that does background checks on these people or holds them accountable, has uh, aptitude tests?
1: Because that costs money. And who's going to pay for that?
0: Oh, come Really, money is yeah. of no object anymore. If if there's another thing I've learned from this is that the government, the federal government, could be printing us two thousand dollar checks every month, and it wouldn't it wouldn't be a drop in the bucket.
1: Uh, look, this there's at some point this will we'll all have to pay for this in some way, shape, or people form. are giving they're this giving is not free.
0: They're handing out billions of dollars to places like Shake Shack and taco cabana and uh, (laughs) come on fogo de chow just got 10 billion dollars harvard university billion i don't even want to see the list of the small businesses that were part of that first wave because that would just be infuriating while america gets 1200 bucks per person and the secretary of treasury says that's enough to keep people sustained for 10 weeks Again, another individual removed from the reality of things. It comes to a certain point, Morgan, where I want to entertain. Y- y- you want to have some fun conversations eventually about uh, some fun topics on this show, and so do I. But I think we can have them right now in smack dab in the middle of coronavirus. We could be talking about the same fun things that we've always had converse- side conversations about and th- where we want to take this show moving forward. We can inject them right here in the heart of this situation. I can flat out tell you there is a population in this country and in this world that does not seem proper to me. It does not seem like they are of the same species as me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's not saying that. That's what not saying that they're reptilian really... uh, guys in in human skin. That's not saying that. That's saying mentally they may be severely flawed, and they should be held accountable for the fact that they cannot rationalize and process information adequately enough to be in a position of power.
1: Okay, but then you run into all kinds of problems when you do stuff like that. I agree with you. You know, every campaign's finances should be independently audited by a, an independent auditor yes. that hopefully is not... Uh, Tied well, or bought out. Or bought in some way, shape, or form, right? Um, you know, that would be nice to have that, but you got to pay for that. Those people who do those auditing or skilled positions that make a lot of money, how do you pay for all that? You, you can't just assume that we can just print money and pay for all that well, stuff. Well,
0: you pay for that by, by assessing whether or not having that sort of profession and that sort of job is more valuable than having some paper-pushing desk job. Uh, we, we don't seem to have a problem creating the worthless jobs and the useless jobs that I know that there are a ton of. We, we seem to pad the success of the economy based on that rather than jobs that actually have... A directive that can make the quality of industry better out there. We we had that talk a long time ago. And sorry if some of those questions from two months ago take months to get back around to because of what we're dealing with now. But one of the answers to what do you mean by changing the industry or changing the landscape of work, that's kind of the, that's the entry point that That I have always thought is you diagnose, and again, you probably have to pay people to do this. You diagnose the jobs that aren't beneficial to anyone that aren't needed. You you just have an oversight committee. It's not the labor committee. It's not the secretary of labor. It's not the workforces. Now
1: now Mm -hmm. you want government to be in every business saying this. I don't think this needs to be government.
0: Maybe this isn't government. Maybe this is an independent.
1: So you want every business to pay an independent company to come in and tell them about the positions they've created? Yeah. I I think if I'm an entrepreneur and I start a business, the last thing I want is some jackass who knows nothing about how I run my business coming in and telling me this position's necessary and this position's not necessary. It's the last thing I want. And I got to pay for that guy to come in and tell me that?
0: (laughs) It's, sounds rough right
1: then what where's the motivation to open and run a business you see what i'm saying it doesn't make any sense to do anything that way if a company wants to make false positions let them make false positions the company's the one who's paying for it the company's the one that's it's a bad decision or or a you know
0: but the company's not paying for it because the company got a a bank loan that was exuberant a, to begin with a,
1: in a severe, in what case? Are you talking about a bank loan for COVID?
0: No, just in general, got a, a may, huge the, loan.
1: The company might have got a loan to get it, get it off the ground, but that doesn't mean it's it has a loan five years down the road that it's having to pay on. Unless we're just talking about mortgage on a building in which the uh, the company you know is in.
0: This is why I like talking to you because you you present the rational opinion that nothing is wrong and everything is fine i'm and- not
1: saying everything's fine but what i am saying is it's not that there's nothing broken and i you don't have enough decision makers i think to see the sort of change you want to see i don't think the general american population gives a shit if anything changes
0: Okay. What if they don't have a say-so in it? Is that well, that's okay? That's the whole point. That's Is whole it okay point, if right? they get removed from the decision? Yeah. Is it okay if they are just dragged along and whatever comes to be comes to be and they'll just have to deal with it? Is that a better alternative?
1: Well, you can't do it that way. You, you, you make changes in a way that they uh, accept. Okay. People want to be led but they don't want you to tell them what to do. So you've got to present it to them in a way of leading them, not telling them you have to do this.
0: What if the plan does evolve as time passes so much so that it's a day by day thing? Like how, how far out do you, do you plan this sort of thing? You you think the founding fathers had Two thousand planned out the twenty first century planned out the advent of the internet the Honestly, advent of desk jobs no
1: no no but that's that our government was built to continue to grow and make laws and make uh, decisions on industry as it's moving along and as things get newer and newer
0: but I guess what I'm saying is the 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 thing should have been built to modulate and change. On the drop of a dime, when needed, when things w- weren't making sense very much anymore.
1: Well, I think it has. You think? I don't really see any evidence that it, that that doesn't happen. When something has to change in the drop of a hat, it changes. I mean, you had this—the whole country stay at home. Yeah. Maybe it didn't happen as fast for some people as it should have. Uh, as it should have, but it happened, and it happened really. If you think about it, pretty quickly. Without any s- civil unrest. The only reason you're getting civil unrest now is...
0: <laughs> Say it.
1: <laughs> rhetoric and stupidity. I mean, it's just...
0: Uh, yeah. Well, and now Brainwashing. Start- it's really just well, brainwashing.
1: No, and now you're starting to get into... You know, people now have been off work for a month. They're getting a little stir crazy. Uh, but- this is kind of what I talked about in the very beginning of this stuff, that you can only keep people at home for so long before they start getting... Restless before they start wanting to do things. I mean, they're what they're, they're in a rush to under... do
0: is is get back to to what though? Get back to their their jobs. I mean, I now wait wait you, a second. You S- can't some eliminate people's jobs. jobs in no, a month. no, but you can't convince me that the that the the heifer. All right, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> the heifer leaning out of her truck in Virginia, wearing her. America spelled m-e-r-i-c-a sweater why who, is a
1: cow driving a truck
0: <laughs> i don't understand you know what i'm going with here uh, <laughs> i'm probably gonna use her as the cover art for this episode so that people know What the hell I'm talking about. But anyway, she's leaning out of her uh, passenger. She's not driving. She's passenger side. She's yapping about the fact that she's ready to go back to her job and ready to go back to her hair salon. And then she points out the fact that she hasn't gotten a hair appointment in some time. And she's doing this while blocking the street that these folks are protesting on. Are city nurses uh, opposing her saying, you know. Like, we won't let you drive down this street because you'd be blocking the hospital for entry of ambulances and entry of uh, emergency vehicles. None of that registers in the people that think their prerogative is above the opponent's prerogative. In their eyes, this is a battle of wills. It's a clash of wills. Some people feel their return to work is above the safety of their neighbor and their countrymate and i get where that discussion is unavoidable it's, it's unavoidable well, to to evaluate to weigh those two but it doesn't when i see when i see one side of the coin and the other it does make it a lot clearer when i see it in front of my eyes who's on one side clamoring to return back to work and who's on the other side saying everybody stay at home because this is a lot bigger uh, than your job and your income and all that that those aren't things that should be said lightly like nobody in the history of of the modern era has said there are things more important than your nine to five and going to work and making a living and feeding your family if something is more important I think that
1: rhetoric is out there all the time really anyway Oh, God, yes.
0: Okay. Well, I, I guess what I'm saying is I see both sides of the coin, and there's a clear winner right now as to which side is in the right versus the other side. And when it's that lopsided, it's hard to say that going back to work needs to happen. If the people that are clamoring for going back to work are the uneducated...
1: The poor people that you're Easily fighting sweet. for. Okay, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. No, no, those aren't. those aren't
1: The poor the poor workers, yes, that don't have jobs now but want to get back to their jobs, those people?
0: They're not. Those aren't the people I'm talking about. <laughs> those people they are, are exactly at home. The people,
1: you, the, the people that you were talking about are the people who work in service industry type jobs like restaurants. Those are not rich people. Those are poor people. The people who work in a nail salon doing nails aren't rich people. Those are poor people.
0: No, she wanted to go back to a nail salon. She didn't want it. to work. She wanted to get her nails She may done. not
1: work. Well, okay, so I understand the rights sort of thing. Like, I am one who believes there should not be a seatbelt law. A law for seatbelts is not needed, in my opinion. Educating people on why they should wear seatbelts should happen, But Mm -hmm. a law in which an officer pulls you over and writes you a ticket because you're not wearing one should not happen. I see where you're going with this. It should be a person's person. This should be their right to make this decision Mm. based on this information. I know if I wear my suit belt, I'm much more likely to live if I get in a car wreck. But I choose to not wear it because I don't care. that's fine with me. That's a Darwinism. That's survival of the fittest. If you're too stupid to do it, don't wear it. You're not wearing it probably anyway. Die in the car wreck. I really don't care. Yeah. So there's a difference here. Along those same lines, I know there's a little bit of a difference here, but I do understand the argument that I should have a choice of going to a restaurant and sitting down and eating a meal, understanding what the, um, dangers dangers are, of doing that are I should have a yeah. choice in working in that environment understanding what the dangers are now I know
0: you know the for difference the, for,
1: the, for the worker uh they're not going to see it as they have a choice they have to work they have to make money uh but I, I see that I, I understand the difference but I but again I if we're all wearing masks and we're all washing our hands. We're all washing gloves, and we're not sitting on top of each other. I think we can roll that out. That hasn't stopped and, doctors and from dying.
0: It hasn't stopped doctors from dying, healthcare workers from dying. That's uh, because
1: they're around it all the time.
0: Exactly, but if you go business as usual, or if you go back to business as usual with all these preventative measures, aren't you literally around it all the time, anyways?
1: Well now it can't be called business as usual cuz it's not yeah. cuz now okay, you're, right. you're you're not sitting people in tables next to each other perhaps on a four top you're not even letting them that happen perhaps you're placing four people at a table at seat six for example for the extra space. I I just think that yes there's going to be some risk to it but as but you're going to have to at some point man you can't you can't have these guys sit around another two months not doing anything unless you're cutting checks, and you're gonna have they're gonna have to be bigger than twelve hundred bucks. Yes, uh, if you're doing that, they're gonna have to be more like you know twenty
0: four hundred, double it up. Yeah,
1: three grand. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you know, um, and that's I mean we're talking about human lives here or human individuals who are who are getting those paychecks. It doesn't seem to be a problem cutting. You know, trillions of dollars for businesses. So, why is it a big deal to help
1: people out? Why is it so hard? The idea is that giving business helps people in the long run.
0: But I don't know that that's true in this situation because I think there's a
1: at most. I think most companies don't want to take a loan because they don't want to pay it back. They don't want to go in debt. They would rather cut staff and cut expenses and try to ride it right. out versus getting the loan they're going to have to pay back to keep employees. Does that makes sense?
0: That makes a lot of sense. That's what happened in my personal situation. So, yeah, I mean, that that makes a ton of sense. Because
1: there's no guarantee when things, uh, you know, get back to somewhat of a normal uh, state of things that your business is going to come back to normal. Right. It could be years for your business to come back to normal, but you're going to have to pay that debt at some point uh, for this loan that you're getting. I mean, I think the idea of the loans is good, uh, but the reality of it is I I think more business owners probably see it as a negative versus a positive. Like, I'm not going to get that loan. I know that money's out there for me, but I'm not going to get that loan.
0: I don't know outside of me, if you talk about this with anyone uh, outside of your wife and your, your family members, like, hey. Have you seen sides of people that have made you more keen on like where that person stands based on how they're reacting to this? Not really. Okay, um, I, I I have. <laughs> yeah, and and this is I don't want to get too uh, I don't want to get personal, but on social media, this is this has been a very educational experience and the one side of the fence will say, yeah, but Sasha, those are your friends and family. And you have, to, you have to always you know, put that above their views and their opinions and the way that they handle things. And this situation is making me reconsider that. Like, I don't know that just because I've known this person for 15 years and we've had these casual conversations here and there on a bunch of trivial stuff, but as soon as something important comes along that needs to be discussed... That person is nowhere to be found, and I know why they're nowhere to be found is because they stand on the exact opposite side of uh, the spectrum of me when it comes to to this. Not in the way that you and I do, where we're. Sort of trying to have a constructive debate on both of our perspectives, but on the fact that they'll well, they'll fight me to the death on uh, ver- verbally on on what I'm trying to say, and well, I don't know if that's my fault or or, <laughs> or what. But. Yeah,
1: well, I you know that's one of the reasons I almost don't like to talk politics is because so many people are dug in mm-hmm. on their political view; they can't see it from any other angle than what they see. And that's the that's the argument that frustrates me the most. It doesn't really matter w- how I present something or the or anything that I present. It's not really going to change that person's views, um, and that just drives me a little bit crazy, to be honest with you. That, um, and and then what that causes is for me to have that same sort of reaction back. Well, yeah, if you're not going to consider anything that I'm saying, then I'm really discounting everything that you're saying. Yeah, I just really wish people could be more open that their idea of how something works is or is might not be right. How about right. let's not okay. say, hey, you're wrong. No one wants to be called wrong. <laughs> but maybe you missed something in your evaluation of a situation. But in honest, in all honesty, I think some people look at that as weakness. Mm. but that Or they look at it as that's effort. I'd have to take extra effort to do that, and I just don't really want to do the extra effort. At what
0: Um, cost, though, man? I mean, it's so. I agree
1: with you. This is why I I really don't talk politics very much with my family. I kind of know that we're all probably in the same boat Mm -hmm. uh, as far as politically we go. Although I have family members that are way far right that I just don't want to get in conversations with. uh, More so than I have family that are way far left. But I, I would. I I think most of my family are probably like me somewhere down the middle. Yeah, you like some things, you don't like others, and you and you understand the guy's a fucking moron. But
0: I just like to think that I am completely removed from having political affiliation. But and I still think I am. But maybe I am uh, easily swayed by one side over the other. But if I am, that's based on the believability of the swaying that I'm seeing. It's its that, uh, that same argument that uh, I was trying to make a, a little while ago. I have examples of one side, and then I have examples of the other. So if I turn Fox News on for two hours, and then I turn CNN on for two hours, and I just sit there and I let my brain be, uh, as scary as this sounds, like an intake for views from one end of the spectrum versus views of the other end of the spectrum, and... If I just had a blindfold test to what was being said from one side and the other, one side would make a lot more sense than the other. And I'd be able to pick up on stuff like where one side is saying this because they have to versus the I... other side saying it because they just they feel like it's the right thing to say. And and that's not playing favorites either. Even the last time I came out and said I'll give more merit to CNN than any other news network – that's... God, I
1: don't know why. There's not a more. There's not a news network that has to correct itself or apologize more than CNN. It seems like. But anyway.
0: Uh, I mean, that's the Canadian mantra: is <laughs> to apologize a lot. Maybe.
1: I mean, it's not that if you apologize a lot, that means
0: you get things wrong a lot and you are aware that you do. I don't hear it from Fox News coming out one week, uh, one week ago, their hydro hydroxychloroquine advocates and. Pretty much uh, selling the stuff to people left and right, and then a week later they're silent completely on it, and they won't say why, and they won't say why the president's silent. And all you have to see, do is is okay. So I news articles.
1: I, I regularly go to Fox News, mm-hmm. and I do I do not have that same impression. I did not. I, I understand there were a lot of articles about it and about the research of it, and now that there's not any news, there's not any articles. I don't see that as. Hey, we pushed it. It's not working. So now we're, gonna, we're not going to report on it. I don't, I, in a way, I think you're already conditioned to see it from a certain perspective and are not truly open minded when you read something that has a Fox News tagline.
0: Okay. So that's, that's a viable argument. But what Fox News pushes,
1: they push a lot of conservative articles. Mm hmm. But I don't know that they push any specific narrative.
0: They push the narrative that the president of the United States is pushing. They they are literally hand in hand with what he says. They report
1: says. on the president.
0: Well, no, they, they take sides with the president. And in their defense, it's probably because every other major news network does not. In Trump's case. And this was the exact role reversal for Obama. It was all of the other news networks. This is how politicized the United States has been when it comes to the the mainstream media. It's unavoidable. I mean, I'm not here putting these folks on a pedestal by any means. The mainstream media in the United States needs to hold the president accountable for his transgressions and what he gets wrong. Because if you are giving that person that level of power in that jurisdiction well, you, you he needs to be as he, he needs to be the most right guy there is and in this current situation you have a guy that when he's wrong he never admits that he's wrong so unfortunately what you're doing by putting that sort of person in power is you're forcing the media's hand to really Pick him apart on a day-to-day basis and that's removed from the politicized aspect of it that he wants you to think it's all about he wants you to think that cnn's doing this because cnn doesn't like republicans and cnn's democratic run and their mainstream media that may have some merit of truth if it's george bush in that position or if it's ronald reagan in that position but i'm sorry mr president the people the, the people that are picking you apart day after day after day are doing it because you are a haphazard dangerous r- rhetoric driven person who yeah, gets things is, wrong a lot
1: The problem is they're they're approaching it in the 100% wrong way yeah
0: yeah maybe they are yeah. they are
1: essentially calling him names and doing the same thing he's doing yeah which is infuriating One of the things that drives me crazy about Twitter, are all the people who every other fucking tweet is shitting on Trump? I yeah. really don't give a fuck. I understood the first thousand times you posted <laughs> a message that Trump's an idiot. I get it. I don't want to see it every fucking day on my Twitter feed. So how about you stop or come up with something fucking new? But here's and the that's hard. That's all part. I'm saying.
0: Here's the hard part. How do you course correct then? How do you how do you, how do you get through? Because it, it you're right. I don't think it you're, happens through social media. Even though social not media get, can not influence
1: you will never get through to the t- hardcore trump supporter they are untouchable unreachable give up
0: that's not I, I don't think i want to do that i want to get through to trump you is that, will that even never harder get through to trump is that <laughs> you're going to you, make sure of that huh
1: I will make sure my CIA <laughs> friends will make sure
0: uh, what if I got different... what if I got friends But
1: all this all this rhetoric does mm-hmm. with Trump is make him dig in it does not make him look at things from a different point of view you're attacking him in a way that just makes him dig in So
0: I think what does get through to him is watching his decisions and his perspectives. Uh, This goes back to that that discussion we had a long time ago about when people privately reconcile their ego. I don't know if this can happen with Trump, but when people remove themselves and they have quiet time to themselves and they go through everything they just said— and everything they stand for, and everything they're representing, there are those moments where you look back at the person you were and the things that you said, and you you realize where you were wrong, and you realize where you made mistakes, and you realize the ramifications of those mistakes. I mean, there's... I go through that on a daily basis, my transgressions from the past, in my in my 20s, um, the n- bad decisions that I made as a teenager that led to serious consequences within my family unit, within my own life, uh, friends and family, the cascade effect. I think about those all the time. Unfortunately, I think the same thing has to happen with the egomaniacs that are in positions of power and don't tell me that's not impossible because the the way that i'll rebut and say it is possible is i will say shine the light on the egomaniac give him the stage let him have the stage every day and remove all of the uh, commentary from having an influence. So take mainstream media out of the equation. Take social media out of the equation. They have no effect anyways, right? They're not going to change anything about Trump. You let him be the Nostradamus of his time and watch what happens in the next year. And the fact that everything he says, he's saying now has a track record and a paper trail, and it'll turn out to be the exact opposite in most cases, in 80% of what he says on the big stuff. You watch that. And then what are the ramifications of that? Are we talking about as soon as he steps out of power, as soon as he is out of the position of being president? Are we talking about a guy who goes directly to jail (laughs) and is directly indicted on numerous charges? Perhaps. Perhaps that is what is going to happen with him? See, I think that's the realm of ridiculousness.
1: The president will not be filed with any freaking charges or go to jail. Anyone who thinks that is just fooling themselves.
0: But what if there is serious reason for why he would?
1: There's not.
0: So there, you don't think there a uh, charge of conspiracy could be brought up against Donald Trump? On what? Uh, for, I'm conspiracy not. For I'm what? not. I'm not willing to say why yet. Coronavirus. I'm not willing to sir. If this was an interrogation, I would say no comment. (laughs) Wait until, wait until collusion. Yes. No way. Well, no way. That was my theory. That that was my theory from the jump.
1: uh, Unless he murders someone himself, puts a gun to someone's head and shoots and kills them, he will not serve a day in jail for anything that he's ever
0: done. So you don't think he's responsible for any of this? No, you don't think that he's caused or endangered additional lives beyond the point that needed to be put on the line you think that all comes down to people's decisions but but what if those people are are legitimately brainwashed by someone what if donald trump is a cult leader and we just don't know that he is what if we don't look at him through the same lens that we look at at a like David Koresh because David Koresh is painted as a cult leader because he is a religious leader and he has a a, a combine outside any, of Waco Texas. People. Yeah. Okay. But you would never think that the president would be brainwashing people, but the president brainwashes people on a daily basis. He has his psychological ticks about him that are on par with a cult leader
1: well then can't you say any corporation that does any sort of advertising can now be considered a cult leader
0: absolutely that Edward Bernay's so, entire propaganda write-up was to was brought up to brainwash the American consumer into steering them in the direction that big business wanted to take the 20th century and going I mean that's the that's the way this country was built was on brainwashing and on conditioning
1: it's not advertising public speaking is not brainwashing yes it is it's not then then everyone is held responsible then for it, right? Then we go after McDonald's and everyone in McDonald's must pay. Yeah, I'm loving it. What
0: exactly are you loving? Are you loving the fact that that your obesity is a higher risk of dying from a coronavirus and that your high blood pressure is going to lead to you dying? We're not
1: going to stop there. Nike, fuck you.
0: Yeah. Uh, You're going down too. You put Malaysian kids uh, to work at it. Yeah, exactly. We could do this with every company. That's what I'm saying. The system is broken morgan it is that is broken then then how but does anyone conduct
1: any how does anyone conduct any business in any way or sell any product
0: ethically what you're saying is that you can't sell product and run a business without having a, a level of of unethical business practices what kind of logic At, is uh,
1: advertising that, to people is not unethical
0: no, the, the, two, the two examples we brought up were McDonald's and Nike. What McDonald's does, their entire business model, is unethical. Poor nutritional value food and peddling it out to people that are willing to pay 2 to $3 per meal for low value food that can get them sick and increase their chance of death at a much higher rate is unethical. Just because the people are willing to do it doesn't change the fact that it's unethical. If I bottled up a poison and sold it for $500 and I ran an advertisement saying this will kill you in in less than one hour, I guarantee you out of a 1,000 people, my phone would ring once or twice and somebody would be like, hey, I'd really like to get that to my wife (laughs) or I'd really like to get that to my boss. (laughs) Somebody's going to buy it. It doesn't change the fact that I'm selling poison, unfortunately. The fast food industry gets away with it because they they mask all of it under like an essential, which is food, shelter, water. You can get away with anything under the sun if you if your business model seems you, to to provide you something
1: a- you seem to want a police state where every little thing is policed at every little level.
0: I want a police state for the stuff that has gotten out of control that- and been unpoliced. What's wrong with that?
1: So you want all fast food to go away?
0: I want all fast food to either go away or redo their entire menus and stop so, killing okay. people at an earlier what they, age.
1: What do they sell now?
0: McDonald's? I don't know. Uh, all I know them to sell is Happy Meals because that's all that's all I've been getting for the last year. I mean, and a half. what
1: would your daughter do if she couldn't have chicken nuggets from freaking McDonald's? She, bro? You know,
0: she doesn't. And that's your fault.
1: She doesn't not, want. Not McDonald's fault.
0: You know, here's the sick part of all this. She doesn't care about the food. I, you know what she wants. She wants the surprise toy in the two ninety nine Happy Meal every time. I could throw the burger and the fries away, and she would be happy if uh, all she had was the toy. I was thinking about just going up and buying, asking them if I could buy five toys. It's silly, but it's a convenience that gives a kid... <laughs> happiness for that short amount of time and that's why we deal with it i yeah it's it's tough man i i know what i i know what it sounds like when when i say some of these things but i'm tired of not saying them because not saying them just makes me a part of the problem in my opinion and i don't want to be a part of the problem i don't want to look back 20 years later like I'm doing now, 20 years, and saying, man, look at all the mistakes and missed opportunities you had uh, from 18 to 25, and I think I got a lot done in those years, comparatively to to other folks in that age group, but still, there were things that I could have gotten better, and that's always what I'm after, is just doing more than I did yesterday, and on the track that I'm on, that means speaking up on things that I wasn't speaking up on three, four, five years ago that I'm tired of not speaking up on and I'm tired of watching um, fly by my radar. I mean, I I thought for sure I've heard you say similar things. You just do it on individual levels. I do it a level up because I incorporate some of your advice and you say people don't change don't want to be told what to change and so i've in a way given up on people when it comes to providing them with advice not not friends and family but people in general i when when i have this show i'm not trying to i'm not trying to change someone's way of thinking i'm trying to honestly tell them what i am going to do and what i am going to dedicate the amount of time that i have on this planet towards doing so that my children and my children's children and my brother's children don't have to have the same discussions that we're having in 20 years and they can look back and say oh man i sure am glad they took care of this shit so we can worry about the shit that we have to worry about unfortunately the system does not isn't very conducive of that. So a lot of my arguments, um anti-establishment, seem as if I'm positioned directly and against the way that things have been, but that's simply because the way that things have been haven't been progressive, and I am. So unfortunately, in my opinion, that's why I clash with all of that. And sometimes it does seem, very draconian, uh, authoritarian, but it's not. I don't want to be the authority on these things. I want to say that there should be an authority on some of this stuff and that authority, we don't seem to have a problem with authority when it comes to local governments, when it comes to law enforcement, when it comes to moms and dads, when it comes to teachers in the education system. We don't have a problem with authority there. Where we have a problem with authority is when you say right or wrong. And freedoms and things like that, and I get it. <laughs> it ma- it makes sense, but part of the freedom is part of the deal with the with the Bill of Rights. That whole business is that I do have the right to express a way of thinking that may be an improvement on an old way, and yeah, it's my it's my burden of proof to prove present that. I don't know that I could do it on the show for in in a span of 2 hours but I don't dedicate just this allotment of time to thinking about these things. In a way, I think about them all day and not actively, passively to the point where I can get them done while I am daddy day caring, while I'm cooking dinner, while I'm going out grocery shopping. I do believe in the power of the mind when it comes to this sort of stuff and so far, so good. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> I, you know, I think as
1: society starts to get a different idea about how things work and change, uh, fast food may go away. Um, we're probably in the heyday of fast food, honestly. I don't know that it'll go any greater than it already is. Perhaps it will, but I, it feels like the heyday uh, versus... Uh, you know, something that's just going to grow and grow and grow exponentially. The moment you can replicate food, moment you can get a 3D printer and print a meal, uh, all fast food's gone, in my opinion. I mean, you'll, you might have remnants of some of the better fast food places where people might indulge uh, themselves here and there, but I, I think the moment you have some way uh, to get food uh, quickly without having to go to the store, wait in a line, I think you eliminate a lot of that stuff. Yeah,
0: wouldn't that be great if fast foods became like the new diners and the the way that people treat diners nostalgically and I love diners. Going hunting down a diner for a, a hearty breakfast which is, you know, eggs and and somewhat healthier than what you get for dinner and lunch at like a McDonald's or a Burger King. Wouldn't that be great if that could be the new nostalgia is like, ah, oh, man, I do feel like a burger today. Um uh, let me let me go get a fast food burger once a month or once every every couple of months but yeah you can't ignore the obesity numbers in this country and the disease that has come from it it's very hard to attribute to anything other than diet and it's not just fast food that's accountable for that unfortunately so it's it's a wide spectrum of things that need to Yeah.
1: Coca-Cola, let's take them to the bat.
0: I mean, I've tried to over the years. They've bought out their science research, so it's hard to get any any stuff out there that leaks and um, is read about from a scientific perspective that paints Coke in a bad light, period, because they're the ones who— bring the people in to their factories and hire them to do the studies. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's no, it's not a lot of fun, man. Some of these change is not easy. Change can happen and it can happen a lot easier than people think it can. But there are a lot of hurdles, the little, little things that have been put in place to prevent change from occurring. And that's the part that makes it hard.
1: Personal freedom honestly, is what makes this difficult, right?
0: Yeah, free Uh, free will. Again,
1: I -hmm. should be presented with the information uh, about how bad a burger and fries is for me. And if I want to make that personal choice, I should have that right to make that personal bad choice.
0: I, I think that even that boils down to a deeper discussion because... Some people may not have the choice and may be funneled into positions to where we Uh, want the freedom to be constricted. You're never
1: going to convince me nobody has that choice.
0: Okay. 18 year old. Okay. So a kid who is raised on fast food may not have a choice once he becomes 18 to know that anything other than fast food exists for his food consumption he may know grocery stores are out there and there's food on the shelves but he doesn't necessarily know how to cook so yeah there's the choice with him it's do i do i shift from what i've been conditioned to and yeah okay i i see i see but he still has choices to make that's a discussion of sovereignty and accountability again and we always seem to come back to that in every episode um i i don't have faith in people taking accountability for their for their choice and their freedom in, on this planet i i don't i think they do need to be led
1: i i don't i think you got to have people have to be able to make choices in life Uh, We can't go back to a time where you can't make choices. No,
0: they need to make choices, but they need to have more options for the good choice versus good or bad choice. They need to have clear evidence and a bevy of options on the positive choice side versus the negative choice side. If If you take an inner city kid today... And you say, what are you gonna have for dinner based on all of the all of the details of what determine his choice, his parents' income, his education on food, his ability to go to a grocery store and buy his own groceries if he wanted to. If you take a a, a twelve to eighteen year old kid, his choices are limited based on his environment. And those are choices that I want to remove be based on environment. I, I And in order to do that, you need to put some
1: parents to feed their kids what you tell them that they can feed them.
0: Nope. You drop something on top of the broken system that pushes it out completely. So what do you mean? Well, when it comes to food, you put better food in fast food places or you force them to close based on based on the same sort of how ah, man even this is hard to do okay so where where i'm so going at, with
1: this well and mm-hmm. let me just let's let's step back at home i can still fry hamburger meat at home i can still fry french fries oh I yeah cut my potatoes up and make my own french fries i can still eat unhealthy without having to go uh, to the fast food place.
0: You and I both know that getting ninety-three or ninety percent Angus beef, uh, Angus beef, lean beef, or wh- uh, whatever it is, from that, the grocery uh, shelf,
1: com- bro, that does not make a good hamburger. Oh, you got to have the seventy 80- oh, percent. yeah, it's the 80-20 yeah. If you want a good hamburger, you no, that's the fat-
0: that's the American conditioned good hamburger, the the greasy sloppy one. I mean, you you're right. In order to have a great hamburger that's juicy, yeah, you do need to
1: that's gotta have that 80 20 bro
0: i don't know man in 100 in 150 years i don't know that everybody's not vegan i don't know yeah i think it's a, a i think it's a possibility it, it would be interesting to see because it would
1: be terrible because we are not meant to survive on plant de- uh proteins
0: we are carniv, we're
1: omnivores. We eat everything, and fish and and meat are 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 part of our diet, and will always be part of our diet. People can make a choice to go go vegan. That's fine and dandy. Go ahead, uh. But I mean, we're meat eaters. I hate to tell everyone. Yeah, there is nothing that tastes better than a medium well steak or a medium. Rare steak, I should say. Some of the greatest taste ever. I love fish. Some fish can be pretty good too.
0: Some fish is pretty good. I'll take ha- I'll take a good halibut over a good steak any day. To be honest,
1: uh, uh, no way. That's me. That's, that's just. I know. Me. I know.
0: <sighs> All right. So so back to my my situational assessment. Unfortunately, I I do. I'm more focused on the people that don't have the choices, th- the freedom of choice, the people that you think have the freedom of choice that I know don't have the freedom of choice because they're okay, limited. So, but then,
1: okay, but then now we're talking about now I have to make people who before they can have a kid, they have to take tests or they have to prove that they can provide their kid with a healthy diet. Why? why
0: what's wrong sort of with training. that? Wow, man um What's wrong with that? So, so what you're, you're saying essentially is essentially saying people can can do it like jackrabbits all they want without any sort of uh, knowledge or, or concept of the ramifications of raising a child. They're allowed the freedom to to do all of that without owning up to the consequences of bringing a child into into this planet. Yeah, yeah. The, there should be assessment for whether someone is suited to be a parent.
1: Okay, get ready to be called racist. Get ready to be called, you know, you know, uh, anti-religion. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's you're going to have a huge problem. But trying that's to keep people from procreating. Now, I'm I'm kind of all for it because I think stupid people should stop mating with stupid people, and we would have we wouldn't have this. It would work itself lower out. <laughs> middle class with uh, nothing. It but will work itself out. Yeah, absolutely. Continue to expand, but. But the reality is there's a reason no one's ever – this is not discussed, and this is not – I don't know why it's not discussed, but, I mean, there's a reason that you just
0: – Stay away from this one? That you stay away we from lone this Star Park, this one? Uh, I don't know. David Koresh didn't stay away from it.
1: Oh, he loved young women, didn't he?
0: It is purely hypothetical at this point that he did that for any selfish reasons – don't
1: come on here trying to defend David Koresh.
0: Oh, I could do that all day. That's why we need to have the Waco episode.
1: Yeah, we're never going to. I'm why? Not having that converse- There's no benefit from that conversation. There's zero. The only thing that happens, here's what kills me about history, is... History is there for you to go and learn from, but people tend to not learn from it. They start to look at history from a different perspective, and they start to think history was wrong, and what they've been told is wrong, and then they repeat history. So I'm not even going to get into that conversation, because there's zero good about that's going to come out of that. Because now the narrative is, from people who weren't really conscious of anything at that time, that David Koresh was somehow done wrong. Now, wait a second. the U.S. government did something
0: wrong. The U.S. government. No, no, but no. Okay, okay. (laughs) 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 We we've already talked about this in depth a a little bit on a on a bowling night. But um,
1: by the way, Clinton president, F.Y.I.
0: Yeah, Clinton uh, president. I'm so removed from this being a political discussion that, yeah, even—yeah, I I don't—see, it's impossible for me to prove to you that I am objective when it comes to political rhetoric, but I really am. I'm waiting. I'm almost begging the Republican Party to come and introduce me to ideas that make more sense than the Democrats or the Independents are providing me with. But it's very difficult for them to do, apparently, because— They're conservatives, and the word conservative means they keep things the way that they are, more often than not, they're less liberal. That's the. I'm an English major. I, I I work off of words more than anything else, so I know that the meaning of those words has some importance when it comes to the way that those people's minds work. And I do not reside in the fact that everything's always hunky dory and the way that the system is set up is meant to be preserved and insulated and and kept stationary and status quo is. It will work itself out. No, that's that's not how things work. But okay, back to David Koresh. <laughs> Just real quick, there. I I'm do really want to have God. I want to have this discussion with you <laughs> oh. on a separate episode because the ATF did go in there with budget in mind. And a, an entire – there's so much to talk about that me just introducing one tiny bit about the fact that they were facing um, budget cuts from the Clinton administration. They needed to come out with something big and worthwhile, a big story for them to be a part of in order to justify them even being an entity at that point beyond what they were. The ATF – have you ever heard of a story from the ATF – bigger than Waco. Why why was the ATF even involved uh, just because of the guns, right?
1: That's what I would guess. Yes.
0: Okay. The FBI was on the scene as well. So there were there were various government groups working in conjunction with the situation. And there were various viewpoints. God. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't talk about this. Because what I see looking back at Waco was What I see right now with coronavirus, it's two sides of a coin battling it out and just clashing daily over and over and over again until the building burns to the ground and people die. And then it becomes a point the finger at one side versus the other. And unfortunately, there's video evidence that says these people were there under their own their own will and their own advisement and some people went there and became part of the branch davidian fellowship because they believed in what the guy was saying they may not have agreed with the fact that he said he needed to have 24 kids from various women and that those kids were going to be the torchbearers for the free world etc, etc. Some of the stuff he may not have gotten right at all, but man, it is, it's the same thing. There have been congressional hearings on this. There was a, a Senate, a big Senate hearing on it in like 1995, two years after the whole deal, that I encourage anyone out there, don't
1: Don't waste your time.
0: No, do do waste your time. It's called the (coughs) rules of rules of engagement. It's available on Amazon Prime, streaming for free. It is No way that's slanted in
1: any way, shape, or form, but go ahead and waste your time.
0: How can the congr the only way you could slant it is by adding dramatic music behind um, people like Chuck Schumer? siding on one side of it, the government side, of course. And Joe Biden actually shows up siding on one side of things, the government side. And then you hear the law enforcement agencies that were on the ground trying to prevent the ATF from running in there and causing this big deal. The FBI agents that were involved who had been probing the compound months before and infiltrated in itself and knew that there wasn't really a risk of this guy going nuts and hurting anyone. But the fact that you brought, uh, he got backed into the corner, literally and figuratively. That's it. That's that's all it was at the end of the day. If how, how can you even, with, with everything that's going on in the world right now, with people standing up for their second amendment rights, how can anyone think that David Koresh was in the wrong? For what he he did in 1993. That, that would almost be on par with, you know, some guy shacked up in the middle of Texas on his ranch right now with his family having an arsenal of guns because he just went out and bought all these guns because of the coronavirus hype and the panic that's going on. Why isn't the ATF beating down his door? It's the same thing. The only difference here is that you had a religious cult leader who didn't jive with the big government side of things when it came to talking about this sort of stuff and he's an outspoken guy he reached a larger demographic than the government wanted him to and they wanted to slow him down so as soon as they got their hooks into something that they could hook into they did there's a reason why <laughs> i don't drink smoke i've never fired a gun in my life i do don't affiliate myself with people that do those things on a personal level to where I can be tied to them. Because I know, Morgan, that if my trajectory continues, and I'm not saying that I want to be a cult leader, I do not, but I know that... If my trajectory continues in what I am outspoken on and what I talk about, and if meandering does grow into a bigger show, or if I do gain a position of societal rank in one of these fields, that I will be handled the same way when it comes to the opposition that I'm going to gain for talking about some of the same stuff that I'm talking about. And so that's why I look at Waco through the lens that I look at it on. Because I do relate more to the David Koresh side of things than I do the big government side of things. And when I hear him talk versus when I hear them talk, he makes more sense than they do. That's just on a human level. They sound like a machine. They sound like some they sound like something going on. He does by too. He sounds mm. like a,
1: a religious machine
0: trying to brainwash you into
1: letting you sleep with your 12- and 13-year-old daughter because he needs to have a bunch of fucking kids.
0: But that's not all he was talking about, And you know what?
1: He, too, had a fucking choice. All he had to do was walk outside and give the fuck up on any one of those fucking days, and he didn't. Good fucking riddance. Bye-bye. All
0: all the gun-toting Second Amendment pushers in Texas or any other southern state have the same choice right now.
1: Yeah, and now, thank God, instead of waiting outside their homes and waiting whatever many days, now we just go in and fucking kill them. That's just the way it is. If on day one, the first time they raided that compound, if they had just gone through and and with guns blazing and firefight and whatever happens, happens, you wouldn't feel this way. That's exactly what happened day one.
0: They just fought back. The people inside, they you know,
1: won. No, they didn't complete the job. They didn't. The moment they got any resistance, they all backed off of it. And I'm telling you, if they hadn't, they just called more people in and gone ahead and gone through with the whole thing. It wouldn't be the same way. It's the waiting uh, that make people. And how long are you supposed to wait, Sasha? Before he's got to come out, he's broken laws, he has to face the music here. You can't just pack all your shit up and go away.
0: No, that's true.
1: Okay, so at what point do you go in and get him?
0: Why did it have to be on their terms? Why couldn't it be on his terms? He wanted because them he wanted he them is- to go away and then he was going to face the music. But they wouldn't Oh yeah,
1: be- that's going uh, to happen.
0: Hey, I know I'm wanted for all these crimes,
1: but if you all go away, <laughs> I'll turn myself in later. That's how we should do Oh, come on, bro. No, 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 no. Uh, okay. Uh, a slight mistake. If misspeak. you're going you to the, the sand. The level
0: of force to go away. And and then okay. he was the going to give himself up.
1: The reason you're... We, he never should have resisted in the first place. Why? Why do the resisting?
0: Because he believed in what he was standing for. And what but he's he was mentally opposing. mentally ill.
1: He is mentally freaking ill.
0: I don't know that, that that's accurate.
1: Oh, it's 100% accurate. Anybody with that mentality that acted that way, that corrupted that many people, that was that religious, is mentally ill. We don't like to call religious zealots mentally ill, but I'm telling you, religious zealots are mentally ill. To believe so wholeheartedly in something that much is a mental illness. It's not a mental strength.
0: But the other side believed in something just as much. They that believed in the their religion. That is the second
1: coming... Oh, he's the second coming no, no, no. of Jesus they, Christ. So they didn't. Let's let him that. have That's, all the guns he wants. He can sleep with all the younger age people he wants. He can break whatever laws he wants. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You don't have the right to go arrest him for breaking laws. Come on.
0: We let a lot. We let a lot worse stuff slide than that.
1: You know, it, it, he'd probably he'd probably still be alive today if he'd have just let it ha- let just gone through with being arrested. Yeah. When, but when you draw a line in the stand against a government or a police agency, you're not going to win.
0: Because the police agency thinks that it's the authority. It, yes. but If the,
1: you're not, not going to play the game, then you get what you deserve. But
0: you have to understand that.
1: I don't he, have to his, understand, nothing from his point of view is understandable
0: at all. That's just because you're reading from a different book than the one he was reading, and you don't agree with his book over the book of the written laws that the yeah, law someone enforcement agencies in our society cannot are. just
1: start talking bullshit and gather people and gather guns. That can't happen in this country. Can't happen in any uh. any... In any other country, he never would have been able to allow to be buy guns probably, and then he's probably can't even get these people into a cult situation in most other countries.
0: Only the U.S. government can buy and sell guns on that massive a level to other people. That's kind of that's theorized as what he was doing with them. He he wasn't collecting them. He wasn't keeping them uh, in a stockpile. There, there were guns that were intended to be used but there's the running theory that he was just selling them to make side profit because he wasn't bringing in big bucks with what he was doing anyways so he just did what he had to do
1: Yeah, that I don't buy that line at all I don't buy that theory at all
0: yeah it's this is why Are I you- want to have the talk with you <laughs>
1: Well, we've had it. This is it.
0: No, this isn't is is it. I want I want you to watch the documentary.
1: <laughs> I lived it, bro. I don't have to watch it.
0: No, you. But you lived it through mainstream media, and they painted the picture a very distinctive way, to where you then in turn disliked every thing that you heard about David Koresh because they made it him. They made him out to be a bad guy. He was a bad guy. He was a good guy who did a couple of bad things.
1: If you were sleeping with underage women. That's what, that's
0: what is resorted to, though. That, when that's, you are
1: brainwashing people into believing you are the second coming of Christ, this is all wrong stuff. That does not say good guy who made a bad decision. Good guy who made a bad decision is... Uh, you know, not that guy. Good guy who makes a bad decision is the guy that has five drinks at the bar and drives home. It's a good guy who made a bad decision.
0: That's that's a good way of looking at it, actually.
1: He didn't convince people to give them everything they have to come live with them, to let him have sex with their daughters. I mean, th- that's a bad person. He's a bad individual. To arm yourself to the point to when any when law enforcement breaks in. You shoot back. That's not good. That's not good at all.
0: He had families and children to protect. To You wouldn't po- have been harmed if you're not shooting back. Look, when when people show up in choppers and tanks on your front doorstep just to round up a couple of guns, it kicks you into a gear, into a mode that I've never been in, you've never been in. We don't know what that does to someone who has the. I can guarantee arsenal. you,
1: if a if a tank show, if I'm armed to the teeth and they show up with a tank, I'm not battling a fucking tank.
0: But he did. But, for but you know what day, I for fifty yeah, days plus. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, that's just because they were scared to go in there because they kept thinking he was going to kill everybody. And that's what he did. He killed everyone. He did.
0: That's that's not proven either.
1: Well, sure it is. Everybody's dead, right?
0: Everybody's dead. But who and, killed and he's them the is argued.
1: He, he's the leader, right? And he made decisions that led to their death. He killed them. Mm. Again, at any point in time during those days, he could have walked out and gave himself up and saved everyone that was in there. But that was off the table for some reason. Yeah, probably because he was going to do jail time and he was going to lose his way of life
0: you could go that way but you could also go with the fact that he thought he was right about everything that he said and I, I agree think, he was wrong about a lot of what if I if you have an did. individual
1: that doesn't understand the the difference between right and wrong that's a danger to society. He's not a good person. He's not sympathetic in any way, shape, or form. Should have maybe been handled differently. Okay, we can talk about that. But he is not a sympathetic figure, and he is not a good guy, and he was not right in any way, shape, or form about what he did or what he was going to do.
0: You see, I I never— And then he touches mentally
1: ill individuals that then go load a truck full of freaking explosive and park it outside a federal building in Oklahoma City.
0: Again, that's is a direct result, not necessarily of his influence. David,
1: oh, absolutely, his actions. Oh, can, really? So, has so, everything to do with that. So
0: it's because no. What if it's the other end of the spectrum? What if it's the way that the government handled David Koresh that that pissed McVeigh off so much to the point that he took it upon himself to act as a retributionary sort of avenger of that mishandling. Why? Why isn't that? Timothy McVeigh was was in attendance at Waco, watching this whole siege go down. Do you did you know that that he was actually an onlooker of the whole thing? He wasn't right in, again.
1: If David Koresh walks out and gives some stuff up, Timothy McVeigh doesn't blow up a federal building, Sasha. But this it works was, on this the was other, was other side it, too. It does not. One, once he made the decisions, he made. He put the government in a position to where they only had one thing to do and one choice without a handle it. And he could have ended that choice and changed all of history by making a very simple decision. He chose not to.
0: The decision was giving himself He's
1: not sympathetic up at and, all, bro. Not at all.
0: But the decision was giving himself up.
1: He committed crimes. All you have to do is walk out and give yourself up. You knew... With everybody standing outside your doorstep, what did you think was going to happen? What did David Koresh think was so right? And everybody's go, oh holy shit, dude, the, you're right. We fucked up. We're all going to go away now. Well, he go didn't ahead and
0: continue he, to do what you do. He didn't think that he had done anything wrong up to that point.
1: Okay, when you get pulled over by a cop, I mean, I all I think every single time I get pulled over, I haven't done anything wrong.
0: But then the cop will come and say, well, I clocked you at at 55, and even if— But I I
1: could go, you know what? I don't believe in your authority, and and, uh, I didn't do anything wrong, and I can roll up my window. What's going to happen?
0: You're going to end up on the the news.
1: Yeah, he's going to break my window and drag me out of the car and throw me in
0: cuffs. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't make you—that doesn't make you wrong. If you weren't doing 55, and he just needs to hit a quota—
1: my actions put that person, put him in a position to where he didn't have any other choice. Oh man! He can't let me walk away. He can't let me drive away. That's not how this works. You know, we have everybody. Again, everybody thinks they're these individuals, and we shouldn't, you know, adhere to society norms. But here's where being adhering to societal norms prevents a lot of stuff. If the government's wrong in the first place, if he's really and truly doing nothing wrong. That will be proven through court. In court.
0: You're right. Mm-hmm.
1: You want to be a sympathetic figure? Let that go on and then talk to people. On a daily basis, because every news station would have been there for you. But <coughs> people don't do it that way. Well,
0: that's—I mean—he's on record and on video saying that that's what he hoped would come out of this: is that the media would would understand the situation and the way that this has been rolled out, and who was right, who was wrong, and that regardless of what occurred, this would one day like the truth of what went down would be seen oh and my be observed.
1: God. That's, a, that's something that is told on every story. One day, the truth will be known. I, I don't have to know every little thing to understand that there are certain truths at play here. And he was wrong in every single way, shape, and form. It doesn't matter what you believe. If you're wrong, if you've committed crime, you've got you've to stand up for it. You've got to step up. And if you don't, you have to understand the government's going to come get you. They're not going to go away.
0: Who comes after the government? What do you mean? When they commit crimes, are they just, they're just, how can they get away with the same stuff that they don't let people get away with? How how can they be the, how how can they put themselves in that position? Because they're not, they're not gods. They're not the god of this country, this planet.
1: Okay, if I want a short life, then yeah, I'll just stand up to all government authority because I don't think they control me. If I want a short life, I can definitely do that. When you back But what if
0: you want a long a life? Cop, and when you back
1: want a government into a situation to where they have no other way to respond, you are at fault.
0: Even if it's You uh, know with- how
1: this thing works. I don't understand. You know how this thing works. There are story after story on news every night. There's story after story in in newspapers every freaking day you know how this works so to think for some reason you have some situation that should be treated 100 differently than the way it works is retarded it's unrealistic it's not living in the here and now
0: i guess what i'm uh, what i'm suggesting i'm
1: a martyr i'm gonna be a martyr kill me people will one day learn the truth fuck off no one gives a shit
0: (laughs) so so where's the middle ground then because if David Koresh is the extreme, and then the authoritarian sort of say so of the government is the other, the middle ground is what living a, a, a quiet, reserved life of going to work nine to five and and having and living a life of, of no um, of of no of no effect.
1: What's, what what's wrong with going to work? 9 to 5 um, for 50 years and retiring and wait, what's wrong with that? Meet a woman, get married, have a couple of kids work 9 to 5, raise the kids what, what's wrong with that?
0: I think it is a limitation but I
1: That's I, what people want to do mm-hmm. what's wrong with that?
0: I think where the wrong comes in is is where you set that as the end all be all and then you you limit everyone under that like that's the bar like that's it like that's the dream that's the cap out that's there's nothing wrong with that but what is wrong is with saying that that's it because
1: what more is there i mean our we're we're animals what um, if you're what if, if you're here here being to
0: well, what if you're being kept from realizing what more there is based on the rules and regulations that have been put in place?
1: What are we talking about? Something that's theoretical but we but not realized? Yes. I'm going to come to some uh, epiphany in my mind and go, oh, that's the answer to life. That's what should make me happy. No. So the go world... sit on a ranch and screw underage kids. <laughs> no. <laughs> Make people tell people I'm the second coming of God. Because you haven't (laughs) lived till you've run a cult, (laughs) or you haven't lived till you slept with a fourteen year old.
0: I think he is an example of where power can get a hold of someone. And oh,
1: you think he was on a power trip? That's interesting.
0: No, I know he was on a power trip, but I what I don't know is whether or not. There was merit to some of what he was saying about what he was talking about. And that's the stuff that I'm more interested in, <clears throat> any, in digging any merits, into.
1: Any merit is completely gone based on your actions and your beliefs. It's gone. There is no merit to that.
0: <sighs> okay. That's like, yeah, okay. Are you, are
1: you going to find merit in something Hitler did?
0: People have.
1: They're wrong in doing it.
0: Have you read Mein Kampf? I mean, there's. it's not like every page is, man, this guy was pure evil scum. At the end of the day, he is pure evil scum, but he wrote a cohesive document and book that can be read and is still read and is educational and is, at the very least, a perspective into the mind of evil scum. So... The difference is you see Evil Scum when you look at David Goresh and I I, I, see, see a, I see I see I see
1: moron R. Kelly. Who made very <laughs> decisions. Yeah,
0: I see an R. Kelly like cult leader. But then I see R. Kelly getting away with a lot worse than that throughout his career and being rewarded for it because he was a moneymaker. David Koresh was not a moneymaker to... He was anti-government. He was anti-establishment. R. Kelly was a cog in a wheel making a lot of people a lot of money, but he was secretly on the side videotaping underage girls and doing some horrific stuff with them. David Koresh was just impregnating them and making them have his children because that's what he personally believed he needed to do and that's where he was wrong but on the other flip side of that spectrum you've got millionaires and billionaires being put in positions of power because of wealth that can get away with anything Jeffrey Epstein there's another example I don't want to I don't want to know about all of the people that are affiliated with him and all of the names that will be tied to him because those are other people who in my personal opinion have done a considerable amount of more evil than David Koresh has ever done on this planet, but they get away with it because of status because of wealth and because of influence and because people are okay with letting the celebrity get away with that because the celebrity gives them something back in return that is an even trade for all the evil that they do. Oh, you entertain me. Oh, okay, well, David Koresh wasn't entertaining you. So as soon as he did something wrong, he was a lot easier to pigeonhole and to label and lambast on and say, yeah, yeah, government, you go take care of that guy right over there. You go swarm his entire place and kill the 20 kids and the 30 families family members that were part of there and relatively innocent for the most part, unless they were fighting back, then they're in the same, um, they're on the same side and they're resisting. So they deserved it too. They were easy targets and the government's always going to pick the easy target. They're never going to pick the guy who gives something back at the same time because for for some weird reason that's a little more tolerated the harvey weinsteins they're a little more tolerated the epsteins they're a little more tolerated the uh clintons they're a little more tolerated it's it's a sick it's a sick system unfortunately of getting away with stuff in this country and you do have to be in a certain societal rank to get away with those things and that's that's the kind of stuff maybe i just want an even even playing field
1: that's never going to go away. No well, matter what society you build, no matter what government you build, that will never go away.
0: I, I think it can certainly go but away.
1: It's never gone away in human history. You're going to change the way humans act and and conduct themselves? Why not? It's like, can you teach a dog to not
0: bark? <laughs> so you're saying it's, it's an inherently inhumans to want to um prog- what progress people, in the ranks of, of making no, pe- bad today decisions.
1: It's, today it's rich people, but mm-hmm. before it would just be royalty or nobility. You didn't necessarily have to be rich, but if you had some sort of status <clears throat> you could get away with things other people couldn't get away with. That didn't yeah, but have we're talking status.
0: about we're talking about bad things here. We're talking about Things that are considerably worse than than sleeping with underage girls and housing a bunch of guns. And those things are pretty bad. So we're talking about considerably worse things. We're talking about child abuse. We're talking about.
1: Actually, I would say that
0: earlier in time, it was far more worse than it is. We're
1: talking about murdering other individuals and getting away with it.
0: Sounds like there's a lot of things that need to and, be changed.
1: <laughs> and that happens in the U.S. as well. I mean, even the, you don't you don't even have to be super rich to get away with murder.
0: What What's wrong with wanting all of that to just go away?
1: You can want it, but it's not realistic. The human being is an animal at the end of the freaking day, and they are have certain traits that you're not going to change.
0: What would it take for them to be changed?
1: You can't. It, you, there's too many Oh, come on,
0: X-Files guy.
1: You'd have to kill everyone and maybe clone people and c- program them somehow with AI <laughs> to get everybody to think the same way and do the same things.
0: That's a decent start. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's I'm about the only way you're going to do that. Uh,
0: I, I was thinking a little bit less intrusive. I was... um. I, I was leaning more towards if if you did have some sort of chemical change that was from an outside influence, like a technology beyond what we can comprehend, that actually changed the way people think, that made it not seem like an intrusive sort of um, barrage on their freedoms or anything, that uh, you could get away with it.
1: (laughs) No, I don't think so.
0: Okay, so what if uh, what if people just fall asleep one night and they wake up and they're on their version of the planet that they want and they just leave the the real world to um, in in the hands of of people that can can take it into a better place than it is now. What what if you just wake up and you're you're those people mentally removed that can
1: take it to a better place. Because even them, what may start out with nice, true intentions, but would end up corrupt in some way, shape, or
0: form. Uh, how can you say that if people? That's
1: the that's what people do.
0: That's what people have done. Well, at least we didn't talk about coronavirus the whole time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you see, it would have been better to talk about Corona
0: the whole oh, time. Oh come on! You're, yeah. we we could do the Waco. Obviously, you're. You're invigorated by that discussion. It may be in a. No, I'm a, a, done. It may be in the no, no. It may be in the wrong like way. Like it does. It gets you angry a little bit about how that went down, right? And and why I would see. No, what it.
1: It makes me angry
0: is how people today <laughs> go back
1: and look at it as sort of a conspiracy and try to make David Koresh some sort of sympathetic figure. But I'm not doing That's that. That's what uh, makes me angry.
0: What I'm doing, Morgan, is I'm watching I'm watching hearings and testimonies from people on a documentary that were involved and that I was nine years old. So sorry, I I wasn't watching C-SPAN at the time, but I'm watching two and a half hours worth of C-SPAN testimonials from both sides of the story. And I'm making my own assessment of it based on that and also the facts of who that
1: documentary is not presented in some bipartisan middle of the road way. That documentary was made for a reason and it was a it was to influence people not to give you the middle ground and make your own decision.
0: That is exactly what it's doing though. It's it's as not, I... it
1: gives you that appearance as most documentaries do but there is a slant to everything made. The person who made that documentary didn't just make it to go oh let me present all the facts here. They made it because they have a certain belief about that incident and they made that documentary in a way uh, that presented it in a way that they want people to see it in. So
0: then how do you ever get to the truth?
1: You're never going to get to the truth. The truth will always be muddled unless you're in the middle of it, uh, seeing everything as it's happening.
0: So, so... if
1: you think testimony about all that stuff had truth in it, it I'm, I'm sure am sure. But those are the people that were lives.
0: in the middle of it.
1: Yeah, I know. They're not going to tell you the truth. That's what I'm saying. The truth is going to be so muddled you don't even know. But you can go on the basics. You know, when they raided the compound, the ATF agents died. Well, they're not gonna go away. Somebody's gonna have to stand for the death of the ATF agents.
0: Uh they were arguing that it was self-defense. Because
1: Okay, but again, somebody's gonna have to stand trial for that. Someone's gonna have to answer to that and holding up. Uh, with a no, know, everybody knowing you're you're armed to the teeth, essentially that you can fight off an ATF uh, group of people, then um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, there's nothing more to really even say about this. It says everything about everything that happened on day one led to what happened at the end because they were never going to come out. And they were never going to give themselves up or their guns up, and the United States government was not just going to walk away and let them get away with it. Yeah,
0: it was a clash of wills, and it's it's certainly we're not in the same scenario right now, but we are kind of all holed up in our homes.
1: And how do you how and, do you know he even died?
0: Uh, Think about that one, didn't they find his body? Yeah, I mean... Burned
1: they, alive, right?
0: Yeah, but there were, there were corpses left. There were dental records left yeah. of folks. I mean, That's how can't they, ended. Well, they can't be faked. They can't. Okay. <laughs> they can't if the government's involved. No, I mean, uh, yeah, the, this is just... I, I respect your opinion so highly on some of this stuff, but historical events that took place in the US that I was not around to live through as you put it. I do want to hear from the people that were but at the same time you're not open minded enough to watching a documentary from 1997 mind you. So it's just it was just four years after the fact and it's not like a YouTube viral sensation you have to dig it out of you have to find out where it is, and it's not from some nobody. It's from a guy who makes documentaries rep- reputationally. He's kind of like the Ken Burns of major events. Uh, he did one on Oklahoma City as well. I think he did one on Ruby Ridge, um, maybe even the Unabomber. This is kind of like his forte. So he does a decent job, a better job than I've seen anyone else when it comes to Waco do, of presenting one side versus the other letting them speak there's no narration there's maybe there's an introduction narration but there's it's just audio and video from the people involved and then you discern who's lying to you and who's telling you the truth And if there's truth to be had on both sides, which I believe there is in the case of Waco, there's that's kind of why it hit a standstill and and was a a big clash is because both sides may have had a little bit of merit to what they were fighting for. And that's the result. And I think a good way to tie this back to this virus and the whole deal is that there are divides being drawn right now, and they are growing. I won't say they were growing like an unrest on a day-to-day basis, but it feels like they might be. And you've got people who eventually are going to either be forced to go back to work from their state and local governments and may not be ready to, versus the people that need them to be ready. And I don't know I don't know if if it's all just peachy when that time comes. If some people are not feeling like it's a good time to go back out there. I I
1: think more people want to go back out there anyway. I mean this the roads were busier this time going to work than they were in previous weeks. I think there's more people out there. There's, a, I mean, unless I go early in the morning to the grocery store, yeah. if I go in the evening, there's a ton of people in the freaking grocery store. There's a lot of people out and about. Um, I think a lot of people want to go back to work. I don't I don't necessarily know that they should, but there's a lot of people that want to.
0: Hmm. Maybe we do just open the floodgates and we let uh, Darwinism run its course. That's uh, I never I never like looking at the Occam's razor sort of uh, option when it comes to these sorts of things. But that would uh, that would tell us things pretty quickly or, or answer a lot of questions pretty quickly. But at what ah, man? At what cost? It's just. Yeah.
1: Well you can't just open things back up the way they were before. There's gotta be rules in place. Hell there were some bars that never even closed after the first thing. And people were when people were calling the police complaining about get togethers, it was always like bars that were refusing to not close. Mm. Everybody wants to go get a drink and bullshit with their friends, bro.
0: Do you, uh, do you see... It's going to be hard to drink with a
1: mask on.
0: <laughs> it is going to be difficult. Do you see a lot of... Uh, a lot of congressional stuff coming out of this? What do you mean? Sort of uh, like you had the 9-11 commission report. Do you see a uh, commission report on how this was handled on a governmental level?
1: No. No, I don't, I don't see a congressional report. Not in that same vein
0: What if there is a significant Level of of cover up When it comes to this though
1: What would have been covered up
0: mm, The fact that this was around In the US And confirmed for a l- much longer time And the reason that it wasn't addressed Is because they knew That the options were shut down The economy uh, Well in advance to get ahead of this And they weren't willing an- to do that
1: Well, who would have covered that up? Like there was a meeting in President Trump's office and President Trump go, oh, this virus, it's really contagious. And right then he said, nope, we're just going to power along. That kind of cover up? Yes. I, I can't believe that that would exist for any moment in time.
0: Well, I guess you have to look back at his statements in January and February that were... Pretty hell bent. I mean, you you don't have to look back at him. You <laughs> you spoke them. You you echoed the same sentiments. You were no.
1: He uh, echoed me. I was talking about this before he was. Okay,
0: but well, you're a public uh, you're a public citizen. So you were uh, freely just speaking your mind on what you thought the virus was at that point, and you thought it was insignificant. So what well, if? What if the president of the United States felt the same way when he was being met with people from the CDC and the WHO saying, hey, we've got this big thing. We need to consider shutting things down right here and right now. Are you
1: kidding me? Everyone in the CDC needs to be put on trial then. And here's the thing. It can't stop with Trump. Then we got to start talking about the mayor of New York. We might even have to be starting to talk about Cuomo. Maybe we are talking about every political office and how long is that stupid fucking thing going to take? And then what's really going to come of it? Because by the time you get through it and by the time you decide, okay, we need to take some of these people out of power, elections will be here and they'll get voted out of office and we'll all not matter one single bit or change anything that happened in the past so really and truly, what good did you do?
0: So is, so then is the system of elections in this country set up to let people get away with as much as they can within that four-year uh, window who's of Who's getting away
1: with anything?
0: Getting I mean, away, you, okay, getting away is... Like everybody
1: wants to put Trump on trial here because he didn't do what they think he should have done. Well, not one fucker on, on, in Washington, D.C. did. Not one. Right, not one. So we're gonna hold him responsible for all of them,
0: he's Republican
1: their, and Democrat. I
0: mean, he's their leader. I, I guess
1: it's ridiculous. But, it's head hunting when, there's but then no it's no accountability.
0: Hunt. That's the that's the alternative. No accountability for anyone. No no one's responsible for the fact that this could have been handled there's no it's it's hard to say that i'm not trying to say there's a conspiracy
1: there (laughs) can't always be somebody to blame for every incident that happens in life for example why are we blaming george Bush for hurricane katrina
0: oh yeah i mean it's hard it's hard to blame him on the hurricane but it's not hard to blame him on the um relief efforts that fema was directed to at the direction of the president of the united states it's it's you you do blame uh, someone when the largest well, hurricane if, that hit a major metro and flood a city essentially the relief efforts are three to five days too late. You have to blame someone, otherwise there's no accountability. Otherwise, I mean, as a as a manager of so a small no matter office, what
1: happens, no matter, no matter what happens, someone's to blame.
0: Unless it happens. To the point where loss of life isn't involved in decisions that could have been made earlier. Yes, absolutely. When loss of life is involved, people so can be blamed. So the city of New
1: Orleans, it, the, or the state of Louisiana... For building uh, the levee and, and is not completely being... completely... No, not at all. Free and clear? No. So that's what I'm talking about. It, it has to be... It has to go back to the people who could have made the most difference at the earliest time... Not the guy who is having to deal with it
0: after it's done. Hey, I I want to say I agree. <laughs> yeah, mo- for for most, yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't um, it doesn't give that person free reign to make even more mistakes and not handle things properly. You how I mean
1: I don't know how this could have been handled any differently by any other administration. I don't think Trump did something grossly negligent in any way, shape, or form in his handling of this.
0: But you have, okay, this is going to sound strange, but if he had just listened to our show, <laughs> he would have at least heard one side of the story that was saying, one that was giving him a path to handling it better he would have heard, and he would have heard Miguel as well, uh, echoing some of the same sentiments. And it's not like I was pulling them out of thin air. Uh, At that point, I was breaking things down that were happening in real time and trying to really just serve everything up on a silver platter to where you, the the guy that I was was sharing the show with, would take me seriously. And not even that was enough. So, unfortunately... That's what would have had to have happened for things to have gone differently, was he would have had to say, somebody else can be right here other than me. This isn't my wheelhouse. So maybe somebody else can be a source of more authority than me, the president of the United States, the egomaniac, the guy who's always right, the guy who never gets a thing wrong. Maybe it was his time to take the back seat to that. When it came to this and what I'm hearing is so that so when he, was the
1: CDC telling President Trump he needed to make changes? They were trying, and, to, reach and, they were trying to reach out. They were trying to reach out to him in the middle of January. No, they couldn't the get... CDC didn't do shit.
0: Well, the CDC was trying to reach out to him to tell him about this for weeks in January and he couldn't even be reached.
1: No, they did not. The CDC sat on their hands waiting for something to happen. The CDC in no way, shape, or form was proactive about any of this in the month of January. All right. I read all the same articles you were reading. I don't know why we've come away with different um, uh, opinions here of what the CDC was doing. They didn't do shit. Their leadership was absolutely 100% terrible in this. Maybe they're just trying
0: to cover their asses then, but it...
1: Well, that's the society we live in. We don't, want to be, we don't want to make a decision that might be wrong because then we might be held responsible. We want to save it so that we can bitch about everyone else's actions but never really truly have to be held responsible for our own.
0: You're right. That sounds like a broken society.
1: It's a broken mentality, not society or government or law. It's a broken way of thinking
0: and you think it stops at the individual you don't think it bleeds into the their places of work their communities their households their governments their you, you think you think david koresh is the only guy who can sway groups of people into thinking the way that he thinks no, you don't we've think had there's several cult leaders what i'm telling you is that nearly every person with the wrong opinion out there is a cult leader because they walk around telling everybody that they're right, and telling everybody why they're right, and trying to convince people why they're right, but they're really wrong. But they're so adamant about why they're right that they force unto the person who, who's having to listen to what they're saying to either say, okay, either I give in to this person and I admit that they're right when I know they're wrong, or... I I ignore them completely, and it's there. There are a lot of um, there are a lot of issues with people these days that are going to be they have to be dealt with when it comes to correcting them. Otherwise, we're talking about much more serious implications than people getting each other sick. Physically. I think you're
1: just absolutely have this hatred for Trump and you're doing everything you can think of to convince people he's this evil person that must be responsible for something in this at this point of view. I'm, and I gl- just,
0: I'm glad you said that because I,
1: <laughs> it's irritating. Honestly, bro.
0: I don't know enough about Trump as the president. But all you do on him. every
1: episode is is spew hate towards them on in every episode that we do.
0: But that's because it was well, And if not... I look at your Twitter
1: feed, how much of your Twitter feed is anti Trump? Why do you give a shit about Trump? None of your tweets are going to ring home with anybody that's going to make any difference.
0: If I don't if I don't speak out against what I know to be incorrect and wrong, then but, I you feel cannot, like I let myself, I don't care about could sphere put of influence. Any, you
1: could have put anyone in the presidential office during this thing, and it wouldn't have unfolded any differently.
0: But you didn't put anyone. You put someone who has trouble sticking to a story that doesn't match intelligence and doesn't make sense. You, you have someone who can flip-flop on a day-to-day basis and get away with it and endanger You're yeah, welcome people.
1: to the world of politics. Every politician gets away with this flip-flop stuff. Okay. They get away with not being pinpointed. Then
0: it's broken and he's doing okay, a then better do me service a favor, than any previous. Do me
1: a favor and start pointing out other politicians that are broken and stop ranting on Trump all the time. Pelosi is one of the most corrupt people, but we don't say anything negative about Pelosi.
0: She's not influencing the country.
1: Oh, really? She doesn't have any influence at all over fellow Democrats or the way that a a Democrat person might think.
0: I can't. Bernie Sanders
1: had no influence over people. Are, Are you kidding me? They all have influence.
0: I guess they do, but they don't influence me. I can't. And what I see when I watch Trump is someone trying to influence me. And I guess that's why I reject it.
1: I'm trying to influence you. Everyone that speaks to you is trying to influence you. Your daughter, your wife, they're trying to influence you. Everything you read on anybody's Twitter feed is trying to influence you. Every contact you have watching a television show watching a movie you are they someone is why are they to trying influence to you? why
0: why are because they all trying is the to way influence we,
1: that's just how things go it's how we communicate
0: <laughs> that doesn't make any sense if you're trying to influence me then you're trying then you think that you're you have the right to try to influence me and that would insinuate that you have something to bring to my attention that you think Deserves to be brought to my attention. And that's where I reject. It's not, like you said, it's not just Trump. I reject most politicians. It's just they're not in my face on a day to day basis trying to. So
1: stop watching the freaking press conferences every day. But I have time That's to. what I'm trying to tell you. Uh, no, you don't have to. Why do you have to
0: because I have to see where the leadership in this country from a societal angle stands on what's going on and if they can be a danger to my family my friends and you've
1: watched it for a month what's actually changed in a month what what actually relevant happened in a month that you you're glad you didn't miss
0: from the daily press conferences yes Um,
1: nothing nothing of substance. You can you can sit back and watch some news feed to get the idea of what happened without watching it. You're right. It's not that important. It's not that important to watch that stupid shit show every <laughs> fucking day. It's gonna drive you insane. <laughs> in,
0: in order to beat him, I must become him. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> You know, Fauci has gotten so much airtime and uh-huh. pubs, So I'm starting to dislike him now.
0: Oh yeah, I I'm in the same uh, boat. I I was there with the female doctor more th- uh, or quicker than I was with Fauci. But uh, how can you? Yeah, okay. I, I'll I'll try not to to I'll try not to bring this all back. But they're influenced. They're being influenced, sir. So obviously the broken record angle that everybody talking about this on a day-to-day basis is holding tight to on that level of government it's coming it's coming out of being influenced there either that or it's coming out of the fact that Nothing has really changed with this over the course of the last two months, but a lot has changed. There's new symptoms, there's new um, side effects, there's new...
1: But you don't th- need to watch the press conference
0: to I know, but stuff. they're not talking about that. So I, what I do is I turn on those press conferences to see if they're talking about the stuff that I know has changed. And if they're not, if they don't match up then they further confirm my beliefs in the fact that they're not aligned with any of what I'm aligned with. And I need to know that. I do need to know that because it makes it very important. I need to know who's on my side of things when it comes to digesting all of this. And if I don't, then it's reckless on my part to not seek out and give someone even if they're the president or in government the benefit of the doubt to think that they can maybe eventually come over to the not the dark side (laughs) the, the good side of things and and use logic and reasoning once in a while to dictate the words that come out of their mouth and if that doesn't doesn't happen then it just confirms like in a weird way it it's it why is it so hard to say? Why is it so hard to talk about? I know that there is a polar opposite of of how I digest information out there. And I'm seeing it on the forefront. And I need to keep seeing it in order for me to see that there's a balance. And if there's not a balance, in a weird way, I, I kind of want The balance to be gone but I know the balance needs to be there that doesn't make any sense but I want to try try to make it make sense because there's right and there's wrong but what I want there to be is only right and only good I want good to prevail over everything else so I need to keep ingesting everything that I know isn't good in order to know exactly where it stands to see if good is winning versus the other side. And I can pick up whether or not which side is winning this war when it comes to misinformation versus proper information, which is a battle that I believe I am on the front lines of when it comes to assessing the reality of the situation, whether whether I came into it before coronavirus or right on the heels of coronavirus, and I just stumbled into it drunkenly and uh, figured everything out before everybody else could, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. I, I was positioned to just as a reasonable, intelligent person who could look and, and see stuff happening and say, okay, this is going to turn into this and this and that. I was positioned to be someone who could. Connect those dots, and I'm not going to stop connecting them. I may go a little too far sometimes, but that's putting my reputation on the line. And that's it. And I'm not bringing anyone else down with me if I go off the deep end on some of this stuff. You're right there to say, hey, I'm not there with you on that one. And that's why we work in tandem very well, because, yeah, I mean... (laughs) Maybe this has nothing to do with an asteroid, even though there's another fucking one on the on the radar approaching the... Po- Anyways. <sighs> the
1: comet that's not visible yet?
0: Yeah, that one, but there's another one. that One was... that
1: hasn't been... Uh, there hasn't really been any new news about the comet, has there?
0: No, there hasn't, but there has been a new asteroid that is supposed to give a another close flyby April 29th. It's a different one. Anyways. I wish things were easier than they are right now. <laughs> Just to, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. It's, it's strange. It's strange to have this discussion remotely because I feel like I'd have more words and I haven't pressed pause once tonight. So I feel like I would have been able to press pause if, if you were sitting here at the dining table and I'd be able to tell you, like, exactly what I'm trying to say, like I've done in previous episodes, just friend to friend, person to person, Morgan, Sasha. But this goes back to like the direction that these conversations are going. I do not think that I should stop where they're trending towards because I feel like it's necessary for them to go in the direction that they're going from my end. And all I can ask of you is combat me, be the ATF. <laughs> 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 because I'm not doing any of the other stuff. All I'm doing is standing by what I believe in and running with it and letting the world show me if there's any merit to what. I'm running with and if there is then I keep running with it because that's what the scientific method has taught me is if you can repeat something and it's verifiable over time then you've got something that within the realms of science makes sense and should be taken as a fact so there are a lot of theories that I'm trying to stamp as facts through this whole ordeal and if I can stamp them quicker by ingesting mistakes eh, maybe but if I can stamp them quicker by ingesting 40 hours worth of press conferences in a four-week span and so be it I mean if that's my control group so to speak then maybe they have to be maybe they're playing a role maybe maybe that's their role to play and it always was or maybe I'm the one that sort of Projecting that role on them as being my control group, but it's got to happen some way or another in order for me to keep churning through these facts so I can just make my assertions. I'm a scientist, man. I'm a scientist.
1: And a journalist
0: Yeah, but I do it all in my own little private world And I don't want anything to do with the brokenness of the scientific world Or the journalistic world out there Because there are problems once you get involved in those those arenas There's corruption, there's influence, there's all of this I'm not influenced by, by anyone There's no money in my pocket being... Unfortunately, there's no there's no one buying out my points of view. I have free reign over which direction my thoughts go in, and some people might be like, "Hey, that's that's dangerous," but I think that is a blessing to be unaffected. And um, I don't know. I think you're there too. You just don't want to. You, you don't want to be a journalist <laughs> or a scientist.
1: <laughs> Nothing I'm doing is journalistic or scientific. Don't want to be confused of having any experience or say-so in those um, professions because I would be doing them disjustice, I think, by by injustice, I should say.
0: I don't know, man. I I feel like if you were in one of those press briefings, you'd have a better question every day than the people that are asking the president questions I feel the same way about uh, I think you could ask the doctors at the CDC better questions than they ask them right now I think I could ask the doctors better questions so I don't know I, I don't know if any of what you just said uh, is is accurate or maybe you just want to down downplay um, how good of a journalist you are
1: <laughs> I'm not good at all <laughs>
0: Okay, that's fine. yeah,
1: no sources other than my
0: where we're going, we don't need mind. sources, okay. Just <laughs> make it up as we go along. make it up and go under the guise that it's not made up and that you're just like proving something that needed to be uncovered in the first place. Does that make sense? Sure yeah don't don't you're not pulling things out of thin air no idea is original right so or or no opinion has never been had or or no stance has never been taken. History repeats itself we're we're just uh there's no new players it's just uh different faces and new environments, so all we're doing is reenacting moments in history with the world that we have to play with and it's our job to figure it out better than our predecessors did. I don't Maybe. know that that's up to the journalists and the scientists necessarily. Yeah, True. So I think that's just up to anybody. And yeah, we've been running well, this one for a while.
1: Yeah, this one's been going. It's yeah, this way one's late been. The night. This
0: one's been going, and I have no idea where it went. <laughs> I don't either. I can't wait to listen to this.
1: Oh, good luck.
0: Oh man, it's it's going to be fun. Um any uh Yeah, it's weird. It's like I I will say I've been a lot more hands-off about where this thing goes, the the COVID thing. I haven't been trying to force myself into thinking that it's going to go this way or that this is inevitable. I do think that the fall stuff and the autumn stuff is going to pan out in that light, um, meaning the physical breakdown and the mental breakdown of folks right now in this time period is going to have a toll when it comes back. I think that's just kind of like... It's it, it's like if, if you got... If you ate McDonald's for a month or two, going into flu season, you'd have a higher risk of getting the flu. That's just
1: uh, I don't know about that. Well,
0: maybe that's what the scientists should get to doing is studying. I don't
1: know about that.
0: <laughs> why can't we get the juicy scientific research on like how detrimental these elements of society are to our our defense systems of something like this, and and how. How much of a contribution things like our diet have made to our susceptibility to COVID, or um, the stress at work, or the air pollution? Actually, they did tie the air pollution to COVID nineteen this week in an article, so that was good to see. But uh, the stresses of work, the stresses of of life in general why can't why can't we have those discussions? Maybe. Moving forward, about like, would we be able to be beating this if we were living closer to like a utopian sort of uh, world or a, 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 a where everybody wasn't stressing out about money? Would we be able to just make this thing go away? If we had mental clarity, if we had physical well-being more predominant than the the opposite of that, would we be okay? You'd st- still have people who get sick. You'd have to have underlying conditions, right?
1: You can't eliminate underlying conditions. Yes, you can. No, you can't.
0: Yeah, you can. The underlying conditions if are brought is genetically on.
1: Genetically disposed to heart disease, they're probably going to get heart disease no matter what their diet is. No
0: one, hardly anyone, is genetically disposed to heart disease. How, if you look at the know? number, how do well, we there's know that's numbers not on a it. genetic
1: trait? Well, we all well we do know that through DNA, right? Or. Um, that uh, there are certain genes that turn on breast cancer and people can take this test and have their breasts removed before they ever get cancer, right?
0: Yes, but okay? Yes. but there's there's also evidence that five to ten percent of diseases are genetically I don't brought know about on. That.
1: I don't know about that. Okay. I mean, your heart's not designed to to run 100 years. And I would imagine a lot of your heart is genetic.
0: There's this really good documentary on... <laughs> I know you're tired of hearing about documentaries, but I, I love every them. Every time
1: someone says there's a really good documentary, like, did you love McMillions?
0: I didn't watch McMillions. Okay. I watched the first episode, and I, it was going to frustrate me beyond... <laughs> yeah it's like how how did we let any of this slide in real time how how did we let any of this occur if we were if we were batting down the hatches in at Mount Carmel, well, why weren't we knocking down McDonald's's corporate door saying well, this it actually has to stop. had
1: nothing to do with McDonald's
0: Oh, yeah, you're right. It had to do with the winners and the... uh, It it had to do with with the
1: marketing firm that ran the contest because it was the guy at the marketing firm in charge of security. I mean, they were hired
0: by McDonald's, but... Okay. What was I saying?
1: (laughs) I don't know. Yes, if we have a utopian society and everybody eats healthy and everybody exercises... Sure, you might be able to resist it a little better, but you're still going to have to get people that get sick and die.
0: Oh, it was the documentary on Netflix. It's called Heal from 2017. Oh, you're going to hate it. But there's a lot of people out there that are going to like it. Talking about uh, holistic treatment for everything. Yeah,
1: already hate it. Already hate it.
0: Yeah, within five minutes you hear a testimonial of a guy who was hit. Uh, He was a, a bicycle racer and he got hit by like a jeep. And just broke his vertebrae uh, in like five different places, hospitalized. Doctor said he'd never walk again, etc., etc. But uh, within 10 weeks, he was back to normal and had realigned his spine. And then he goes through his regimen for it, and he says it was all mental, and that for three to four weeks, every day, all day, he would just close his eyes and envision his spine realigning and putting itself back together and at first it was a mental resistance sort of game that he was playing and trying to get his mind to focus on fixing his body but over time he just eased into that becoming a routine and then it just clicked and then it worked on all cylinders and I don't know there's there's a lot to be said for the power of the mind when it comes to healing and it's not just based on me watching this documentary twice in the last week, but well before this, because this goes into the whole diet thing as well, um, the keys to...
1: You do realize, like, a doctor can't tell you, "Um, yeah, you'll walk, or hey, yeah, all you got to do is put in the work and you'll walk, you realize they can't tell you that, Exactly,
0: because they're part of a business that relies on you thinking that the doctor is essential in your recovery, but a doctor's well, no, really not if there they, to treat. If they
1: tell you you'll walk and you don't, you will sue them. So um, they are not going to tell you you're going to angle, walk, even if they think that you're going to walk
0: that angle. I was taking the angle of, I don't necessarily need a doctor to tell me how to, uh, cure my cold or even fix my spine or, uh, may Okay, maybe fix my spine. But there's like a, a large range of ailments that I don't think we need doctors for. And what doctors should be there for are the serious things that they're specialized for treatment in. But I what it seems like doctors are there for now are to get you hooked on prescription medication for your minor ailments that you could take care of on your own. You should you think, be, more than you anybody, think, you should be on, on this side of the argument when it comes to this, because you're the guy saying, uh, you know, I never go to the doctor. I self-treat, etc., etc. That's what I'm advocating more people should do.
1: That's not holistic, though.
0: That is holistic.
1: No, it's any... Have you ever been to, like, a holistic medicine shop and that's I mean, a natural
0: f- remedy yes herbs okay, and, but they're
1: whole they're doing the same thing the doctor is they're trying to get you convinced that this herb and this and this and this will will help you do this and it'll help you do this and it'll help you do this and you got to come back every month and buy the damn thing from them they're not doing anything different from the doctor
0: okay uh, uh, the definition of holistic is less- well, I but get
1: point, it. They're not doing anything different. I
0: know. Maybe they've sort of hijacked that that word, but and my they definition have a
1: cultish feel, and they all yes. and every fucking one of them think the miracle of marijuana cures everything.
0: In medicine, the the word itself though is just defined as characterized by the treatment of the whole person, taking into account mental and social factors. So yes, I agree with you. There have been businesses and and places that have sort of leached onto that and said, oh, but This herb will help you get along the way, but the actual true definition of holistic is that you are your own doctor, and we've had that discussion on this show several times, and that you can will yourself into better states of mental health and physical health if you know how to do it, and getting on board with understanding how to do it should be something that everybody is running to, to the races for rather than getting hooked on a new prescription drug or something they saw an infomercial for that can cure their, um, their uncomfortable finger ailments or whatever the hell they're dealing with that they think is a big deal just because they have the health coverage through their work. They, it's, it's taken the easy way out. We could save that one for another episode.
1: Yeah, it's too late to be talking about ridiculous holistic medicine.
0: But <laughs> but it's only, see, even you're saying holistic medicine and you have a picture in your mind of the people that you're talking about. But if if I try to bring you out of that sphere of influence and I say, you're letting the influence of what holistic has turned into steer your direction away from what it was meant to, you're not willing to come back and, and and uh and like dial it back and sort of say what was holistic before people got a hold of it? What was holistic when it the was The Shaman? A- okay. But he was trying to influence uh, the, the, you,
1: right? Yeah. And uh But was he trying to know, influence you for money either. or
0: financial gain? The shaman? Or was he trying to influence Status. you because Status in the tribe, so there just couldn't have been a good shaman who was out for the good, the the better, the better part of his community, and just wanted to help his community survive. There couldn't have been the the Luke Skywalker to the Darth Vader. There couldn't have been the opposite end of the spectrum that we always think is there. Like yeah, you, you get on me for for hating on Trump all the time, but I'm willing to seek out the good that he he says i i try to and here and there i get little bits and pieces of it but on a larger scope can there not be people that are removed from all of the negatives and all of the 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 ugly side of society that we always talk about like what if there are that's okay right
1: so if you're going to
0: someone for a remedy
1: they're doing it either for status or for money. They're That's not a doing bold it out of the statement. They're not doing it out of the kindness of their heart. Now they may want to truly help people and they may believe that pile of rubbish they push on people really does help, but in the end they're not if they didn't get paid for it or they didn't get some sort of status for it, they wouldn't do it cuz they couldn't afford to do
0: it. Just another documentary you won't watch. Heal on Heel? Netflix. Uh-huh. Heal uh, and rules of engagement. If, what
1: if what if him just laying in the bed, not having to think about anything, healed his spine? Why does it have to be that he had to think about it to heal his spine? Why didn't it just happen naturally without him having to even think about it? But it only happened because he concentrated on it for days.
0: Well, it couldn't happen just naturally.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Well, no, I mean, physiologically, it couldn't happen naturally because everything's, the hip bone's connected to the elbow bone and the spine bone's connected to the mind bone. <laughs> there's, the, the mind and, and the brain makes the body work. And it makes the body move. So if there's a severance of of the body moving then the brain's probably responsible for kicking it back on to a certain degree. If, if you can't do something, motor skills. You think motor skills just naturally occur in a child, or you think it's their brain that kicks on and says, okay, we're going to learn to walk today. Or we're going to chip away at at walking by crawling and by taking baby steps. It certainly can't just be all roboticized like physical movements. Interesting conversation. We should talk about that because I I do put a lot of investment in the power of the mind when it comes to a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah, way too much.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well that was a 200, there you have it. 240 <laughs> minutes. I we just what? had to keep it yeah, we had to keep it going uh, to the four hour mark. Yeah, we're at four oh, hours my again. Oh gosh. It's three weeks in a row, dude.
1: I gotta work tomorrow, dude. What are you doing? You call it work.
0: What we, are you doing? You call it work. All right, now you gotta decompress and, and you gotta turn your your mind off to everything in the next ten minutes and fall asleep. You can do it. Probably Eat less it. than
1: ten minutes. Bro, well, I've been on shutdown for the last thirty minutes.
0: That's okay. <laughs> See, it's so weird. Normally, I wouldn't thank you because you'd be right here next to me. But thanks for <laughs> thanks for coming on and uh, and joining me remotely yelling for another week. Yeah. Nah, yeah, you were, you weren't yelling at me. You were yelling at my yeah, opinion on things, and uh, I need that sometimes. It doesn't make me wrong, but. <laughs> But you can can yell all
1: you want. All right, we'll settle up on the disc golf course.
0: Absolutely. Just not your home field all the time.